Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you may be listening to this podcast. We are the Better Than You Pod coming to you another glorious week of the Democratic primaries. <laughs> Let's go around the room real quick before we jump right into it. B, what's good? Everything is good, man. Chilling. Well, Ant, what's happening? I'm good, man. My hands clean. Pause. <laughs> and last but not least, Joseph. Man, anything good over here, man. Fucking staying hydrated and shit. You know, trying to, you know, swerve on this corona shit. You know what I mean? That's what it is, man. Anything good. Word. Excuse me. Yo, so we want to jump right into it. Um, we are recording on a Tuesday in which we are sitting right now live while people are voting. Uh, the states that are voting this evening, or, or rather today and this evening, Michigan, Idaho, Mississippi, Missouri, North Dakota, Washington State, and Democrats abroad. And as we said last week, Democrats abroad are those that are overseas, so they have a chance to get their votes in as well. Uh, as we stand right now, uh, the pledge delegates overall, there's really only two people we need to talk about, which is Bernie and Joe Biden. Uh, Biden is in the lead right now with 643 pledge delegate votes, and Bernie is at 558. And as we stand today, for those voting states that I mentioned earlier, it has already been declared for Joe Biden, Mississippi, and Missouri that he is the winner. Um, Joe, I know you were talking, but you were, you were making a point about Mississippi overall. Oh, well, oh yeah, nah. I look like it's gonna be a real like body out there, son. Like sneaky dead in Mississippi. Uh, Mississippi, they said that uh, had had more like black voters than uh, South Carolina. I think about like sixty-seven percent or some shit. And yeah. Black and black people came out heavy as usual. Well, as we've seen the past like ten days and shit for um, Joe Biden. I uh, heard that uh, Danny Glover was even saw pictures of him in a suit. He was out there heavy in Mississippi trying to. You know, get Bernie support up, but you know we ain't fall for that shit. We saw you treat a silly and fucking color purple nigga. We don't fuck with you, dog. And um, yeah, nah, it's crazy. Um, they saying that it's a chance that Bernie may not get any delegates out of there. Um, it's 41. He might pull like a couple. Who knows? But yeah, Mississippi was a body, yo. And um, Missouri, um, Missouri, he got that too. And it looks like uh, well, Biden definitely gonna get a couple of delegates out of that. But mm-hmm. um. Yeah, there's 41 in um, Mississippi that by that Bernie may not touch any, and out of the 68 in uh, I think it's 68 in Missouri. Well, I want to say 41 in Mississippi. Out of the 68 in Missouri, Bernie might get a third of them or something like that, maybe a little more. But Biden took a, is uh, making a bigger lead with those definitely. And I know we watching Michigan right now. I think Michigan closes probably in the next like uh, 10 minutes or so. So they make right. information they have, from there, but they got a little they bit of And they have 125. Yeah, that should, that should probably be a lot closer. But we, we're definitely going to be a lot closer. But yeah. we're going to see what that is. I saw Kamala and um and Corey out there. Corey was preaching the shit. He was trying to get his fucking Jesse Jackson on the shit. Fuck Jesse Jackson. Mm-hmm. I think it did. But um, Corey was like preaching the shit. He looked kind of weird, but he was out flat and the black folks were loving it. So it is what it is, man. That's what's up. Yeah. And I was just um you mentioned Corey. I wanna say uh Corey and Kamala have both come out to endorse Joe Biden. Uh even though Rosario Dawson, Cory Booker's uh, alleged girlfriend, <laughs> says she voted for Bernie. 
that, but uh, he is endorsing Joe Biden. We spoke about, uh, I believe, just Why you call her chat. an alleged girlfriend? That's his girl, nigga. You trying to hit a nigga from Jersey for bagging that nigga? He got that. Yeah, like, don't got that dog. Alleged. That sounds crazy. Yeah, hey, because you, because nigga, you you're alleged white York, nigga. Like, who kind of is that? Because <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's paperwork, so there's a difference. But um, I know we spoke about last week. We were in a group chat talking about Kamala not coming out, especially when California was up and voting that she had not come out and endorsed neither candidate, but she did come out, uh, I think about two days ago, maybe, and openly endorsed Joe Biden. And then we had, I know we had some, you know, particulars behind it that we weren't sure why she didn't say anything, especially in her homestead of California, which maybe or maybe not could have swayed votes. It wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't. I get it. Yeah, I get it now. Like, you know what I mean? This is the perfect time. She did it Mm -hmm. uh, enough time before this this vote so she can go campaign for the God, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it could hit an actual news cycle. And if she would have endorsed then, it wouldn't have really hit, it wouldn't have been in time to hit a news cycle. So good timing. Okay. And if she would have did it then, I think that, you know, probably wouldn't have had as much of effect. And you look, I mean, it wouldn't be a good look. You come out and endorse the dude and shit, and then he take the L anyway, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, fuck it. But especially okay, with so like, Clo- especially with him getting the praise Klobuchar crazy for getting to Minnesota, you know? So it's like, yeah, like the, um, the black folks came out when they came out, you know, we, we looked and they saw, OK, OK, the black shit holding up past uh, Clyburn, giving this nigga South Carolina. So it's like, OK, we with him. And um, no, it's, it's perfect timing, like Ryan said. All right, cool. I'm just doing a quick update to refresh to see if there's anything new. I don't see anything new. It's still the same as of right now. Nothing else has been declared. Um. Next week is uh, for March 17th is going to be Arizona, Florida, uh, Illinois, and Ohio that are going to be up. This will be your turn to go out there and vote. Are you looking at anything where you like thinking Ohio? I know we always, not we, but necessarily Ohio is always a big topic and, you know, in the political rooms as a big swing state. Does Is that going to be a pertinent vote that people are going to really need to be at, pay attention to? I would say maybe Florida as well. Those I mean, states. I guess, but not as much as in a, in a primary. Like Ohio primary? always, okay. is, yeah, Ohio always decides our president. So okay. that's that's why, you know, what I mean, like, but but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't, I, not, not as much in the primary. Not we'll see. The, okay. I mean, if 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 Biden has some astronomical numbers and there's a lot of people who vote in the primary, and I mean, I guess it'd be a leading indicator of something. So it always you always could get something from from an election. So we'll see. Okay. All right. Um, also, uh, in Ohio, where which I was just mentioning, Bernie and uh, Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden both canceled their rallies due to the coronavirus, possible spread of the coronavirus. So they have canceled their rallies. And, you know, as we transition on into giving, I guess, really updates, because a lot has happened from last week to this week, uh, what's going on with the coronavirus in specifically in the U.S., um, we've seen, and I, you guys can chime in at any time if I'm missing, we've seen like really a lot of colleges basically cancel school or classes until spring break. And then even some have gone further. I know in, you know, something, some places as close to us, like Rutgers has canceled, even said, even past spring break, they'll start to go online. I saw Cornell canceled. We saw that Harvard is doing the same thing. I know what's, uh, you spoke to it, be a lot of students may be displaced. Because they are they are there and they don't have any place to go if they're in the dorms or anything like that. 
So yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot that's happening. I don't know if you guys want to chime in on that before I move on, because there's a lot of things that I want to hit. Yeah, I mean, you know, coronavirus has been a wave, yo, and it's kind of taken over the way that people are moving and maneuvering, man. Shit's getting canceled. South by Southwest is getting canceled. You know what I mean? Colleges canceled, or they shut down mad schools. They cut off. I mean, Italy is canceled. Yeah, Yeah, I was about to say Italy's canceled. Italy right now, just to give some backup to what B's talking about, Mm -hmm. um, Italy has ten thousand cases of the coronavirus. Here's the thing. This is the thing about Italy though. Mm -hmm. This this is the thing about Italy though. It, It 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 spread a lot faster there is because they kiss and touch face faces a lot you know what i mean and so it kind of like took over them yeah just culturally and then it kind of took over them because they also have an elderly um you know they they have a elderly population so yeah i mean that's 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 how it hit um italy but yeah right uh we also say uh the ivy league tournament has been canceled there was a and i don't know if you guys saw this story there was a plane that was diverted and had an emergency landing simply because someone was sneezing and coughing on the plane. It was actually a plane that was headed to Newark due to someone sneezing and passengers that were next to this uh, passenger who was sneezing and coughing. They they made the plane do an emergency landing so they could get this guy off the plane or rather get him tested. Um, Man. There was a statement. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, B. No, I was, I was about to say, yeah, it's also, you know, it's March Madness time and the Mac their whole tournament is shut down to the public, like because of coronavirus concerns. They're not going to have anybody uh, in the stands. Yeah. I mean, how do y'all feel about that? Do you feel it's um it's a good move to be this cautious, or do you think it's uh? I don't know. It's weird extra. to me. It, it's it's weird to me. I mean, I'm I I'm not as concerned about it. Like I'm going to a Knicks game tomorrow. I don't really, you know, but I I. I understand if you are concerned about it. I don't want to tell you what to be concerned about. Caution. It, I mean, I, I understand that some people are sick. You could die from it. So, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, there's reasons to be concerned. But, yo, when you at this next game, right? Yeah. I, I need you, you drink at the game? You get your drink on or what you do? Time, time. Yeah, I'll probably drink Jack Daniels. I'm, I usually be by the Jack Daniels shit because they got a whole uh, Jack Daniels station over there. All right, you do that, but don't get dehydrated. Make sure you get enough, like, you know, like good fluids, like water and shit in you because you got to keep your mouth and your throat moist at times like this. Oh. You know what I'm saying? I've seen, I've seen, yeah, no, nah, nah, this is real shit. I've seen this thing going around on Facebook. I got it in my messenger a couple times. I know you got it too, saying yeah. that, uh, you know, times like this, you just, you know, just gotta keep your throat moist. You know, keep yeah, your fluids going and shit and all that, and you'll be alright. Yeah, 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 yeah. Keep your throat moist. You know, what I'm saying to rock, uh, to wash that shit down. And you know, you could test it. You know, what I mean, hold your breath for like ten seconds, y'all. Make sure. You know, what I mean, see if you could withstand that. It's another yeah. good little test for you. Or yeah, man, take all the good tests. Just don't be like I seen motherfuckers talking about drinking bleach. Don't drink bleach, please don't. That sounds stupid. Um, that shit, that shit's stupid. But I seen motherfuckers pass that around on Facebook like it was law, nigga, or like Damn. it was fact. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, don't do that. Don't do anything crazy and shit. But you know, stay hydrated and um, you know, just wash your hands. Nigga. Wash your hands. Yeah, and that um, actually, we mentioned that he's going to a Knicks game. Uh, there was a joint statement from the ML- NBA, MLB, NHL, and the MLS. Um, I'm reading this from USA Today. 
this is their joint statement. After consultation with infectious disease and public health experts and given the issues that can be associated with close contact in pre- and post-game settings, all team locker rooms and clubhouses will be open only to players and essential employees of teams and team facilities until further notice. Media access will be maintained in designated locations outside of the locker room and clubhouse setting, the statement said. And as of now, neither the NBA nor MLB plan to postpone games now, nor play them without fans as we stand at this point. But yeah, there's just a lot of precautions that people take. I even saw that Postmates, is they even added an option for you to have a non-contact delivery, meaning as opposed to someone bringing the doorbell and handing you your food, they can, they'll just leave it at the front door. And even the company that I work for, they're based out of Seattle. They are now closed for four weeks. So it's, it's a lot going on. It's a lot going around. Keep your throat moist. Pay attention to what's going around. Wash your hands, as Ant said. And, you know, limit your contact and, you know, protect your family as much as you can. I mean, like B said, we're not worried about it, but there's nothing wrong with being taking precautions to make sure that you don't walk into anything that might be circulating around. And as I said before, um, I saw that uh, Governor Phil Murphy in uh, Jersey, 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 the state of emergency. I think you said New York and Georgia possibly could be headed that way within the next, I guess, maybe by the end of the month, more than likely a state of emergency and stuff like that. So just watch yourself, wash your hands, keep yourself clean, as you should always be doing, no matter what. The health, the health minister in the UK Tested positive. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> I <just> saw that. <laughs> That's how fucked up, right? <laughs> I, I, literally just, I literally just saw that. just popped up. Um, on to some so, interesting... Before, before, before we move on, though, uh, just to go back to the uh, to the primaries and stuff, you probably about to get a little more information on Michigan in like the next minute. But also okay. there's um the debate in uh, Phoenix, Arizona and shit that's going to be on Sunday. So that should be something to see... Uh, it should it should be Bernie and uh and Biden head up so that, that's something to look out for on Sunday uh, on the fifteenth. I no doubt on the fifteenth. You know what? And you said that on the fifteenth. There's something I saw that's happening on the fourteenth. Um, what the oh, okay. No, there's just another primary, but it's the Northern Marina Islands is uh they'll be voting, but that's on the fourteenth before the seventeenth. Um. To some interesting oh, wait, wait. They said they said uh, just got a little something from Michigan. They got Biden at like fifty three percent, and um, Sanders at forty two percent, but about forty four percent, and or whatever. But it's too close to call because you know Michigan. They gotta wait for a lot of that shit to come in. But yeah, they fighting out there. My bad though. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, as I was saying, on to some interesting news. <laughs> Everybody's favorite internet. Uh, rapper extraordinaire Takashi 69 has been given a release date and actually an early release date. He is set to be released on August 2nd, 2020. And I'm reading this from Variety, Variety Magazine. His uh, lawyer, uh, Lance Lazaro, was saying that the reason why he's getting released early is because he's the perfect model prisoner. <laughs> Um, the 23-year-old rapper was arrested, as we know, in November 2018 for his involvement with the nine trade gangster bloods, so on and so forth. He made a plea deal and admitted that he hired someone to, you know, shoot at rival gangs and so on and so forth. But he is getting released. We don't need to go down that path. We kind of all know the story. He's getting released on August 2nd, 2020. How you guys feel about that? Y'all excited 
or is it like, all right, well, watch your head, man, when you hit the when you hit well, the ground. Yeah, I say this about six nine, right? We all like was was loving how he was out there trolling. He made a. Time and yeah, everybody like in the tizzy, right? But it's funny. It's kind of been like out of sight, out of mind for me with the kid. Even wow. with like some of the trial shit, it's like if he come out and the niggas get him, I. If he come out and they don't get him, I. I'm, I'm curious to see if he goes back to any of that shit he did before or whatever. That's about it. But I mean, niggas ain't really off six nine now. Like out of sight, out of mind for me. I don't know about y'all. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't give a fuck about that shit. I mean, excited. Like, I don't get excited over much shit. The Knicks win the championship, I'll be excited. Thanks. Like, this nigga be out, you know what I mean? I don't give a fuck. I just want to follow up um, from quick. Uh, the the shit that, that was going around that says, like, sip water and um, hold your breath and shit, it is bullshit. I looked it up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? yeah. But niggas, you know what I mean? niggas need to know. All right, but yeah, fuck sick nine, unless he comes out and does some dope shit, and then he's cool again. Like, really, I don't give a fuck. I just want him to do some dope shit. If he doesn't do dope shit, then I'm not going to give a fuck that he exists. Yeah. Pretty much. I know Anthony had strong feelings on the boy. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about them, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. But, but BZ, if he comes out and do dope shit, what do you consider to be dope shit? Like, I like this music, y'all. I like the nigga screaming and yelling and shit. You know what I mean? I would even think it was dope if he came out. I was like, suck my dick. I'm riding on y'all niggas. And yeah. like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that shit would be bad dope to me. <laughs> I'll so be I honest. Know. He have to do that. What you saying? Hmm. I said, I'll be honest. He might have to do that. You know, if he does, this should be hard, God. Yeah. Biden won Michigan. Oh, where they gave it to him? Yeah. Where, where? That's what it is. Yeah, that's my bad. Racking them shits up. Yeah. Bernie gonna get some some good delegates out that bitch though, but yeah, he gonna get some. Biden gonna definitely top him on that. Shout out to Bloomberg for still getting votes, man. That's niggas that saw them commercials that ain't really been paying attention say. to the news like the past <laughs> week and a half. They're like, oh man, I like the black folks in commercials. Man, we go vote for this commercial. He had the best commercials. Yeah, he had the best. <laughs> Is the problem with Bernie ideological? Is the problem with Bernie ideological? Not a yeah. problem with, well, I mean, part of it, I mean, what you, what you say, how you say, how you feel, Brian? Oh, he's a socialist. You can't win as a, saying that you're a socialist in the United States of America. Yeah. Like, you just can't. Like, not right now. He would have probably... Here, here's the thing, and I'll be I'll be really 100% honest with you, y'all. If mm. he would have beat Hillary Clinton four years ago yes. and ran against Donald Trump, he probably could have won. Mm-hmm. But you that can't remove... Yeah, we don't remove presidency in the United States of America, and so we're definitely not going to remove it for a fucking socialist. So, yeah, I mean... Wow. That plus his temperament... It's like motherfuckers want a little bit of peace after like Trump, you know what I'm saying? And this nigga is as abrasive and shit, even though he don't be saying the dumb wild shit that Trump said. This nigga is very abrasive. Like I don't know, I don't like his temperament. And I mean, it's, and this is a stark contrast to Joe, who's all like all shucks and shit. 
Oh shucks, I was next to Obama for eight years. <laughs> like, what do you want? We're a little normalcy, yo. So, like you said, that socialist shit ain't gonna knock out the sitting president. And Bernie ain't got the temperament to really like make put people at ease, you know? Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm, I'll be honest with you, Joe. Like, I really don't even think we have to get too far about, you know, I mean, how he is and his policies. I mean, his his how how he acts and shit like that. Because he's a fucking socialist. Like, that's enough. You know what I mean? Like, I, we could see if Bernie and Biden had the same damn temperament, I would be acting the same damn way. True indeed. True indeed. But I say, I ask you this, right? Mm-hmm. We all we all love, like, the squad, right? I mean, this is AOC, um, Presley, yeah. uh, Tlaib, Omar. We all love them. And they heavy on the Bernie shit. You know what I'm saying? They heavy <laughs> on the Bernie shit for that inspiration they gave Got them. Got them into politics. Do you feel it? Yeah. Do you feel like they kind of trash as they like campaign for dude. I know that's their man's, but do you feel like they kind of trash for having like that view that this guy should be president? No, nah, I mean, I, 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 I just, I think that's a scar on them, but they, I mean, I look at the districts that, that, that they're in and they're Congress people. I mean, I, I don't really put too much on them. Yeah. I like them because of what they re- represent, you know what I mean? Not because I agree with all their policies. I don't. Yeah, we appreciate the fact that they are women of color and they are strong and they're heavy behind their beliefs. And right, they fight, all, behind, fight the system. You think they all get reelected um, this cycle? Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I know AOC well. Yeah, definitely. She, she got that on lock. Uh, Bronx lover. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, as I said, we're recording this on Tuesday, which is March 10th. However, yesterday, March 9th, marked the uh, 23rd year of the passing of the notorious B.I.G. Known most of us as Big, Biggie Smalls, whatever you want to call them. Uh, and there is much Frank White, Chris much Wallace. celebration that goes, much celebration that goes on with his uh, on the day that he passed. And I actually posed this question i was always wondering why do we celebrate cannabis why is is it celebrated what cannabis hey y'all calm down joe (laughs) why is it celebrated because your man man dropped one of the weirdest lines ever and it and it stuck to everybody y'all the greatest greatest rapper alive alive died on march 9th 9th. how are you gonna be alive and dead at the same time i'll get it Mm-hmm. But niggas here, remember yeah. that shit, and it's just created a holiday, yo. Fuck cannabis. I mean, yeah, man. I mean, it's one of them things. Like, it's funny I put something in the group chat and shit. March 9th is a uh, Chingy's birthday, fucking Az's birthday, Bow Wow's birthday, and uh, who the fuck another nigga was? YG. Yeah, YG birthday. You know what I'm saying? You got four rappers born on March 9th. Niggas ain't never going to know or really care about the motherfuckers because Big died on March 9th. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it's funny. I remember when Big died. It was weird. I was at the I was at the crib and shit. And uh, my mother's like, "Oh, you heard the Biggie?" I was like, "What?" And I turned on Hot ninety seven. Of course, they was going in crazy on Big Music and talking about the shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, niggas around my way cared more when Pac died though. To keep it a buck, but uh, yeah, but yeah, that's man. because of where y'all was at. We didn't give a fuck when Pac died. Yeah, we was Mon- mad when Big died. My clear is heavy, heavy uh, Tupac yeah. and shit. But, uh, yeah, man, you know, RP Big speak on it, speak on it, Anthony, speak on how Tupac touched you. <laughs> Tupac touched this nigga? Yeah. 
<laughs> fuck, man. You say the weirdest shit. Say how Tupac touch you. We we not worried about Pac right now. We're talking about Big. You talking about Big? No, all that matters. I mean, we all talk about the whole. That, you're right, Brian. That is a weird line. Like, how do you just throw that? And, oh. Yeah. Yeah. But what, what, what song that? That was um second round knockout, right? Right. So he, yeah, so he does that. that in the what happened now? No, so so he throws out that line in the middle of a diss? I believe that was yeah, a diss from diss to LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he, he was telling he was telling niggas like you're not the best rapper. Like, best, yeah. the best rapper alive died on March 9th. Yeah, LL was, the, it was really, really weird, yo, but he got it off. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You I think you might be the first person I ever heard that really called it out on the fact Grace Alive, but you know. Yeah, I mean, it always bothered me, but I think that's what made it. That's what made March 9th famous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, so rest in peace, big. Not because you all know what beef is. I'm like, all right, that's nice, but that's just a weird thing to throw into a battle with you and fucking LL, but okay. Nah, I mean, LL was trying to claim goat. That was his whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, the line worked. It was the perfect line to throw in there. Yeah, like I mean, cannabis, because cannabis couldn't say I'm the greatest rapper all time. So if you can't say you're the greatest, be like, nah, nigga, you fronting, nigga. The greatest is big, and, and when nobody it garnered respect. You know yeah. what I mean? Because everybody was showing big love at the time, so it was like, all right, let's calm LL down because he can't he can't come back against this line. It really mm-hmm. boxes them in. You know what I mean? It just was weird, like it because it didn't really actually make sense, but niggas still bit off bit it. It served its purpose. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so again, rest in peace, big. I remember where I was. Well, I was in LA, but it is what it is. But rest in peace, big. Um, new music right. that we had dropped right. this past Friday. Alex um, shot big biggie. It's like yo, he, he no more than he he no more than he letting on. This nigga said it is what it is. This nigga shot that's... Biggie. Nah, but on to be honest, that's why I find it weird. And maybe because I was there that it's just weird. Like, why would we celebrate this day? That day is just that's that's not a that's not a great day. Like that doesn't bring happiness. So I don't think about his music. I think about the craziness. So maybe that's why I've, I've, I look at it that way and I don't understand. But. It is what it is. It is what it is. A Joe got blessed to it. What'd you say, Joe? Yeah, I mean, folks, they do a little slight turn up on May 21st. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, cannabis made the the day, you know, the day. Mm -hmm. So that was his contribution to the rap world, and it has spanned for decades now. So shout out to cannabis. Yeah. Uh, Again, I was sorry. As I was saying, new music dropped on Friday. Uh, Janae Aiko dropped her long-awaited album, and uh, yeah, tell me if I get this wrong, I'm gonna say Chilambo. Yeah, yeah that's her last name. That's yeah. her last oh, name. I didn't, really, I didn't realize that. So Chilambo, yeah. I didn't get a chance to listen. I know B, I know you were you uh, heavily awaited, mm-hmm. and it was, uh, <laughs> nah, because it was your birthday. <laughs> he was definitely waiting for this. Nah, yeah, she dropped it for my birthday, God. Mm-hmm. She dropped. Okay, she dropped it for she dropped it for your birthday, then God. Yeah. How did it did it meet expectation? Hell yes, yeah, she killed that shit. And you know what I'm saying? And she had binaural sounds and shit in the background with mm-hmm. like Buddhist bells and shit. And you can't even 
you don't even know like she, she she plays with the frequencies and shit and you don't even know she working on your mind body and soul while she doing playing this music this shit is fly y'all oh, album is fly I listen to that shit a lot actually me too that was the album i listened to probably um second most that dropped on their birthday and shit first one was that uzi shit but that was just because that whole shit was a vibe i can't tell you which songs i like because the whole shit kind of just went together for me it was like just good like energy music and shit but yeah Yo, Janae i didn't even listen to it I ain't but Janae to shit it. was definitely fine that's the only thing that got me off of um uzi shit for real was Janae shit. Mm. wow yeah Janae killed that it might be our best project i'm a real fan yeah how many albums does she have this is her third that's, actual album. She has other so mixtapes. That's not to say, not mixtapes, but the, okay, it's her third actual album, okay. I mean, I, I, I kind of fuck with her, I kind of count her mixtapes too and shit, but I mean, I guess if you want to be specific and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know a lot about it, that's why I'm really just, I was just sticking to that, because I only, I would only know that. She used to be like, she used to be in everything TDE, you know what I mean? And niggas mm-hmm. used to ask her like, are you in TDE? And she's like, no, nah, those are just the homies. That's right. why you always see them like on each other albums and shit like that. Like Absol is on this album, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean that's why I, that's how a lot of people like got plugged in, and then a lot of spiritual people, Buddhists and shit like that. You know they fuck with their job, and a lot of you know what I mean real niggas, really real niggas fuck with Jane Tanae. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. She just Joe, you that. mentioned it. Joe, you mentioned it. Um, Uzi dropped. I don't want to say a surprise album. Everybody kind of knew there was going to be coming, just not a specific date then. But he did drop Eternal or Take. Am yep. I saying it right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Eternal, Eternal Take. I know that's this is my son's favorite artist right now. Well, actually, for a while. So he mm-hmm. was looking for. Well, so get what's the um. Oh, my friends are dead. <laughs> no, nah, like, like I said, honestly, I can't tell you like track for track which was what, but. The whole shit had like that real like Uzi flow to it. The shit was just it was just fire, man. It was what you expect from Uzi, and he was like. And the cool thing about Uzi is he be actually rapping a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? It ain't mm-hmm. like just like nonsense. Singing, yeah. singing. Okay. And and it's, it is dope and it's funny because I remember the first time I seen, first time I saw Uzi. The only time I really saw Uzi live was this concert I was at. And uh, shit, Brian happened to be at the shit too, and like VIP or right. some shit like that. And Janae yeah. was there too. Like Uzi, it came out like the Migos, and I was with my cousin. I'm like, who the fuck is? I'm like, that's little Uzi. And me and this man started going crazy and shit. We was way too old to be going crazy over Uzi and shit, but uh, energy was live. But um, yeah, nah, man, Uzi, Uzi did his thing with that shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure his fans love it. And um, yeah, I mean that's that. But no, what um, you was waiting on, you know, you want to yeah. go to Magnex or you want to you go to Magnex? I, I was gonna, no, I was going to kiss, I was going to kiss. Cause uh, I, I, say I, yeah, I go, I go right to kiss because I think there uh, might be a little bit more stuff with Meg. But no, nah, I was obviously waiting for the Kiss album for personal reasons as well as being a fan. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a, it was an album that was dedicated to a person that was special in all of our lives He's, you know ice pick well the album is called ignatius uh but further known in the industry is ice pick who you know is my father's uh excuse me, is my father is my daughter's godfather but it was a it was a personal album that uh, he dedicated to him and talked about a lot of things that uh when i used to manage kissing when he was a and r things that we had always talked about kiss doing being more personable and giving a lot of his uh a lot of his life and not just the, the bars that everybody's accustomed to and things as such. And I did, and I definitely want to get B's take on it. Cause I heard 
um, from other people just on on uh, on on Facebook and just on social media that they kind of they, they weren't as had the album is good, but they just said they were expecting something different or they were expecting they felt that it was lacking in things that they normally get from Kiss, which I I, I specifically understood. And it was like, hey, when you hit Jada Kiss, you're looking for the bars. I would understand metal. that take. I would understand that take. I didn't. That's not the take I had. I just thought he no, was no, bad that's at why, this. That's why I didn't relate. That's why I didn't relate to you. I said I wanted yeah. videos. I, I yeah, yeah. I thought he was bad at this. Bad. I don't think yeah, he's not, good not, at this. Not, I thought it was yeah. a bad album. I thought he was mm-hmm. got that. I don't think he's good at this. Um, but like, I don't want to not kiss because, like, you know, like I wanted to like the album. You know what I mean? Like I liked yeah. the Freddie vs. Jason. I liked kiss projects this was just bad and like i'll i'll try to listen to it again but i you know i doubt i'm gonna end up liking it i don't know that i liked a song off of it mm-hmm. like that's how i mean that that's really my take um what i'll tell you is this though yo like i mean kiss could rap but i, I don't know that he showed that here mm-hmm. i mean I, I was hung up on the Uzi shit that I'm with Janae, and I did give uh, Ignatius a listen, just one listen, and it wasn't like the the most intensive listen, but the album really like good. If I, I mean, I mean, I might have thought there was gonna be more to it. I thought it was gonna be like a classic for Jada, and the fact that it wasn't a classic for Jada made me think it wasn't as good as it should have been. I ain't gonna say it was bad, but. I mean, I can see why there's been like mixed reviews across the board. You know what I mean? It was. It is, and, and I agree to that, Joe. And, and not my, it's not my personal take, but I'll agree to what you're saying and what I've been hearing a majority of people saying. Of course, music music is subjective. So when you hear things, but then when there's a majority that has a feeling about something, and I always remove my feelings from it because there's certain things that he's talking about that. You had to be there to know exactly what that meant or exactly what that is. So I'm emotionally and personally attached to it. So when people speak about it and say they don't like it, I don't take it personal. It's like I know what it is for me. And it's all it would all even if it was a classic album to everybody and everybody thought it was great, it would still mean more to me than it would mean to anybody else in that space because it it just meant more because it's more personable. It's more personal to me than it is mm-hmm. to everybody else. But yeah. I do but it has been the thing that you're saying, and some of the things that you said too, B, has been things that I have heard in discussions that I've had. And I just said, you know, sometimes you just get a different perspective. It's just something of Kiss stepping out of the framework that he's always in and doing some something completely different. And these are the reactions that you do get when you kind of step out of that and you're giving people something that you've never given them before. Yeah, and I was thinking, like, <clears throat> I think it, you mentioned it. Um, like way before the album came out, and I heard Jada talking about it on his press run that a lot of like the features and stuff that I thought were way too many features and not even like ones that really made sense for me totally. But I know that you had said that um, your man uh, who was um, the album was entitled at the year that he had wanted to do them features. Did he want him to do all them features on one album though, or like over time? Nah, was this it? was something. This was things that that was spoken about. I could I could honestly going back like maybe. 2003 you know what i'm saying like the two chains would have came about later because he mm-hmm. wasn't too, still titty boy back then but these are things that have been spoken about like i could speak to live instrumentation doing a lot of post work using your vo- using your voice as opposed to just giving bars using your voice those are things that have been spoken about a lot 
that he had never done per se. Mm-hmm. So that I think he just tried to that which is wise and tired nations. I'm giving you everything that you asked me for in this one in this one album. And you know the ill shit? If he would have did this ten years ago, it probably would have been a totally different feel. Like yeah. Yeah. it might have been Jada might have caught one with this. And I it's funny, I don't I kinda I, I, oh, my, oh my bad, I mean step over. No, 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 I just said, I was saying I agree. I agree. Yeah. And it's funny, I think about like, you know, rappers that have been in the game so long and shit and like the projects niggas are dropping. And when I was finished listening, I thought about um I thought about was it Purple Haze too? With Cam mm-hmm. shit. And how I thought Cam delivered like I don't know if it was I don't know if I say it's classic, but it had a really good feel to it. And it was like I don't know, man. I can't say I wish Jada shit was more like that because he had like a vision going into it, but I mean, it's not a bad album. You know what I'm saying? It just didn't like it just didn't like hit the way it's supposed to at this time and time and age. I don't think, but I mean, yeah. it's special to have you know to dedicate an album to your man, though, definitely. And I mean, that's you know respect that shit to the utmost. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I Um, Joe, you alluded to it uh, prior to us talking about Kiss. Meg dropped long-awaited uh, music in the form of an EP. Because you going to call me anyway. I'd rather be a B-I-T-C-H. And I ain't listened to it. At, <laughs> about it. I can't say if it's good. I can't say if it's bad. I don't even know anybody that listened to it. Does I did. Take on it. Oh, okay. Go ahead, B. I fuck with, it. I fuck with Meg, yo. Like, I'm not the biggest Meg fan. I ain't going to sit there and lie to you or anything like that. And I only listened to it, like, one time. Um mm-hmm in the shower and then like getting out of the shower and you know what I mean it was a good time to listen to it you know what I'm saying it was late um, <laughs> caught you at the right time yeah it was probably yo it's probably a good time to listen to a Meg album like you know what I mean for me and I think you know yeah like it was was that on my it might have been like on my birthday the day after my birthday I listened to that shit yo, I was about to go somewhere and shit I took a shot yo and you know what I mean like but yeah it's it's lit she's fun and her yeah. albums are fun. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, no, I like man. I yeah. like what she's like, doing. No, but her albums are fun. Okay. And so that, that's what I mean. Like, And, and so it, it, that's the vibe you get from it. And, mm-hmm. you know, she she gets a little bit personal, um, but not like, you know what I mean? But in a fun way still. And I wonder if women, like, I wonder if, if there are a lot of women out there to be listening to Mag. Because Mag be talking greasy as fuck. Like, <laughs> you do not want mess to with, mess with a Mag um sickle fan you know what i mean you don't want to mess with no chick that be listening to mag for advice because she gonna she gonna have you all fucked up you know what i mean <laughs> but in general mag is fun yeah and i like the album it's oh, you a, like it's, okay yeah it's a it's an ep kind of like yeah but well, yeah it is it is an ep it's, it, it mm-hmm. is an ep I, I, I didn't get a chance to um i didn't get a chance i'll be honest i didn't get a chance to listen to anything I'd rather um, be a B I T C H. I want to definitely listen to um. I was gonna say Uzi, but let me be honest. I want to listen to Janae. <laughs> I'll right. get to because I like to have conversations with my son just to get into his world and see where see where he's at. Um, no, put that Uzi on next time. You were murdering murdering it in the gym, my nigga. Just put the nah, Uzi I on the shit. I didn't even know Uzi came out with an album until today. You guys did the whole podcast really? list. Oh, yeah, I really weird. didn't know. You was, of, you was out of commission for your birthday. That's <laughs> a fact. That is a fact. I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, you, know Before, you know what? Now nah, I'll say that today, and I'll say that today, and I won't go into that. I'll, I'll say that today, and let me actually make myself a note. Yo, so um, 
Oh, shout out to Little Baby. He actually had the number one album in the country. I definitely want to give a. I I enjoyed the album. I don't know if you guys got a chance to listen to it. it I was really fun. enjoyed the album. Yeah, it was good. It was a good album, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't get to it, but I appreciate him a lot more than I did um, before when you was hyping him. You know what I'm saying? I, I probably won't him. go back to it too often, yeah. but like it's a good album though. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I mean, we are we are men of a certain age, and we appreciate right, 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 a certain right. level. All y'all niggas older than me. We have an understanding Fuck of where of music is today. You know where music is today and such like that. So, but but still, shout out to Lil Baby. I did I did I did like the album. Um, I want to talk about some some movies that came out. I was actually you know what, y'all, I'm gonna skip uh Gob Joint and go right to Mark Wahlberg's movie that he put out. What is it called, Spencer? Um, uh, Spencer Confidential. Say Spencer for high. <laughs> <laughs> myself but yes <laughs> would you call it again say it again spencer what confidential Spencer confidential mark Wahlberg movie spencer confidential netflix special um what's my man with the tattoos on his face uh that was uh what's my man the, the, the white white, white dude. iverson yeah post malone post malone had a couple of cameos in this movie i won't say cameos he actually had a part mm-hmm. in this um, I did get a chance to watch it. I know me, you, and Ant were talking about it. I think that Friday it dropped, and I got a chance to watch it. I was entertained for a Netflix movie. I was, something I was like, all right, I'll sit down and watch this. I thought it was quirky and funny. Not nothing that I'll probably watch two and three times. I thought it was fun for the moment, especially for Netflix and like that. Go ahead, Joe. I'll say this. It was one of them movies that was like, it was an easy watch. You know what I'm saying? You didn't have to pay too much attention. Well, you yeah, know, maybe if you... You didn't have to pay that much attention to it. It was Mark Wahlberg going around getting his ass whooped, whooping some ass. They threw in the brother Winston Duke. I'm glad he got a check and shit. You yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, the old dude, Alan Arkin and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an Alan Arkin. Yeah, that nigga yeah. stole Eddie's um, Oscar and shit. Better for Little Miss Sunshine with Eddie should have got for Dream Girls. I'm not going to hold that against him. He a funny old dude. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The chick, uh, the chick, whoever she was, she was good in it. And it was also good to see the brother Bokeem Woodbine get a check, too. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, the shit was quirky, um, pretty predictable. But the mm-hmm. thing is, it's something that if I ain't got shit else to watch and that shit just happens to be lit, watch again. I would put the bitch on and just like fall asleep to it, laugh a little bit. And some shit. It's, it's one of them things that has some rewatch value if you really ain't trying to watch nothing that's gonna like make you think. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And... Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got yeah. anything on Spencer for hire? I know it's not Spencer for hire. You keep saying that. that. I, no, no, no. I'm saying that on purpose. I'm saying that on purpose. Go ahead. Go ahead. But did you ever watch that show? Yeah, I did. <laughs> That's why I, I said it. I, mm-hmm. I I actually like that shit when it was on. Um, nah, I mean it, it's it's a Netflix movie. It's a it's a popcorn movie. It's just something you watch, get it in, get it out, and just call it a day. Because it wasn't really anything like like super impressed. Like you wasn't going to be like stuck to the movie. It wasn't mm-hmm. like going to hold your attention. You're going to stand and watch it for like all two hours. You're like you might watch it for like fifteen and. So you might see someone on Instagram or somebody might text you or something else like that and then go back to it. It wasn't going to hold your attention like that. But, I mean, for what it is, it's, it did the job. I mean, I, I can honestly see why it would end up on Netflix and not in the theater. But, I mean, for what it's worth, it's, it's, it's what's Netflix coming out with. They're just coming out with things that kind of hold your attention for a while. Mm-hmm. It passes and something else comes, hold your attention and it passes. 
I mean, right now they got that. They got um, what Love Is Blind and uh, the documentary that we'll talk about in a moment. And I mean, it's, it's this is kind of the design of entertainment today. It's it's all very short attention span, very popcornish. Just yeah. watch this for now. It'll go away. Then something else will come, and it'll go away. I think the, the I mean, not even about the movie, just about Netflix and streaming services right now. It's weird because I want to see how this how this um all kind of works together with um with the coronavirus. What I mean is like a lot of people like they don't want to go into public places, so they're not going to movies. Like um they push uh, back. They they push back no time to die till I think November. Now okay. supposed to come out I think next month just because of the coronavirus and a lot of things are like that. So now like you want to see like, all right, I have these streaming platforms. I have Hulu. I have Netflix. I have Apple. I have Disney. Amazon Prime. So like, and I have Disney Plus. Like, all right. So if I want to be home, like, which one of these are really going to come out on top? Like, what's going to hold these kids' attention and hold point. anybody's attention? So. I mean, and I know it's a sidebar from what we're talking about, but to me, I just find it super interesting. Like, no, it's a good point. It's a great. I think it's. I think it's a great. I think it's a great point to be able to sit there and see, you know, if you're able to be able to pull the curtain back on those numbers and see how those numbers spike from, you know, now that coronavirus is quote unquote here in America, and watch how things are changing now that you're talking about sports you know sports are taking away a lot of the contact and certain and so forth and there's probably not gonna be a lot of movie premieres and things of the marketing that goes along with all the movie things and stuff like that if people are going to rather st- opt to stay in the house and watch hulu disney like you said the streaming services and watch to see how those numbers spike especially from starting in february going through march april to see what happens that that that's a good point that'd be something mm-hmm. i'd be interested to but to get back on point, you know, Mark Wahlberg is a, is a, is a bankable name. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of projects that we watch. What's the joint he had on? He had Entourage, obviously, on HBO that a lot of people watch. Mm-hmm. He has the movies. He had, um, what was the other joint on HBO with The Rock that he was doing? What was that show? Ballers. Baller, right here. Ballers was his. So he's a bankable producer slash actor that people, he'll get people in, or rather to hit watch or, or hit add to my list to eventually watch uh this movie um another documentary that, oh, well, <clears throat> oh before we get right. to that i just want to talk about um now this movie that came out uh limited release in theaters on brian birthday uh or whatever on the sixth movie the banker starring uh, samuel jackson and uh anthony mackie mm-hmm. uh yeah i remember we saw uh well i remember being I a little excited about it coming out sorry uh, joe is that from a streaming service now? Well, well, yeah. Now, what happened was it was supposed to come out on like Apple TV a while back, but then it got postponed because of some uh, some like allegations against uh, one of the co-producers who had, was actually the son of the character that Anthony Mackie played or whatever. But they got through all that shit, and I saw um, I think about a week ago, Nia Long, she's in the film. She actually did a little press for it, but the movie came out in a limited release in theaters on the sixth, but it's going to be available on uh, Apple TV on the twentieth of March. Okay. Yeah, so, so I saw um, something that coming on the streaming service. I wasn't quite sure which one. Yeah, so but if yeah, you get that, so if you got the Apple TV or whatever and shit like that, then you should like definitely check it out because uh, it seems like it's gonna be a great story. I know Anthony was looking forward to it too, right? I am. I still am. Yeah, yeah. No, that's gonna be great, man. So get your Apple TV on. If you ain't got it, go to the people's crib and shit. If you bought an Apple device in the last like year, some change, I think you get the shit free for a year. I know I got the shit free for a year. You ain't watched shit there yet. But you know it is what it is, man. But nah, I just want to like mention that shit before we get into. Uh, 
for sure. Doc. Oh, yeah, well, now, well, before I get to that, Doc, I'm going to go to the uh, the Hillary Doc that you mm-hmm. saw, Joe. I don't know if it was is it exclusively to Hulu or is it someplace else? No, that's Hulu. Okay, so because I saw it, it come up on my own. Um, you know, my, uh, in my, in my, um, whatchamacallum to watch that. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but I know you watch it. I don't know. And did you see it or, or B, did you see it? I caught the first episode. I didn't catch the rest of it. Oh, you didn't catch the rest of it. Okay. Nah, so I, then ain't, I ain't watched okay. that shit. Yeah, I knew nah, it was coming though. Like, they've been thanks, promoting it. I watched the whole shit. And what I say is this, it was, uh, you know, it was, a, it, was, it, was a, it was a pretty good documentary. If, you forgot who Hillary Clinton was. I mean, we were we were younger, but I think it was old enough that we kind of, you know, caught wave of who she was or whatever. But it pretty much told her story going back to uh, pretty much high school and like college days. And then it kind of jumped from her uh, 2016 campaign for president uh, back to like just earlier times in her life. And it really did highlight who she was as a person and how she went from this like Republican upbringing up. Um, yeah, upbringing to really turning towards Democrat when she wanted to, like, you know, help children and help the less fortunate and all that shit. And it showed all the good works that she yeah, did. Yeah, but Joe, it's good. Joe, why do you think she did this shit? I think she did it to put the fucking story out. It's not like she's going to run for president again. Probably to exactly make Exactly, like, so to what, get, why? Well, because well, she, why, why doesn't anybody put anything out? I think she put it out because it's the perfect time. She want to remind motherfuckers of what they missed up, missed out on and shit in terms <laughs> of her. And and honestly, I really want actually watching the whole shit. I yeah. kind of felt it during the time, but watching the whole shit, I'm like, damn, yo, them white ladies really let fucking Hillary down and shit by not yeah. making her the president over Trump. Yeah. I would say black folks, but we came out as much as we was gonna come out yeah. for someone that we wasn't like totally super moved by. We did our part for her. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah it was pretty much. It, no, I wasn't much, pressing you. I just because like you watched yeah. it and I'm oh, sitting there really yeah. wondering, like, what the fuck would she put this shit out for? She's yeah. not yeah. running for president. Yeah. I mean, Honestly, I think she really just put that shit out to let motherfuckers know, like, yo, y'all niggas miss out. This is the type. This is the who I was, who I is. And I'd have been way better than that nigga Bernie running. And I'd have been definitely better than this nigga Trump that got the shit. And I think it was definitely self-serving like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm not the cold person you think I am. I'm just not as good as Bill and everybody else at, like, you know, But campaigning. they've done that before. Like, that's the, the problem I have with it. And and it's because she'd been overly explored in documentaries before. And even, like, you know, they do those little those little um, documentary stories before in the Democratic Convention before, like, they let the speaker come out. So, like, all this shit... That's part of why I didn't want to watch it. I mean, the only cool part was like Bill explaining why he got his dick sucked. Like, other than that, like I was just like, yo, like I've heard and seen all of this shit. But let me ask you a question, B. Yeah, let- but I mean, honestly, it 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 did. I think it was cool because it, it like showed that she is like a real role model for like women okay. and this that whatever the fuck. I but, get. It. I mean, other than that, it is what it is. We know why she put it out right now. She now. is. She is an icon. In the fact she would have been the most qualified president ever in the history of the United States if she actually would have won. She's the woman that got the farthest out of any woman ever. So, like, there's reasons, like, if, if you take a step back, I mean, I guess I, I could take a step back and look. There's reasons why, I mean, it is kind of important to to certain people. So, so Brian, let me ask you, do you think that maybe she was already recording it? No. 
made to release if she had. Yeah. Yeah, no, she, no, had all, she had all the footage on the campaign trail. I watched a little. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, but I, no, I, I, okay, but that that was going to happen anyway. The footage on the campaign trail, like everybody gets footage from the campaign trail. I don't, yeah. I don't think they put this together until after she had lost. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, it just came out yeah. now. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I mean, no, but I'm saying like to put a documentary together to, to explain her life, like, like say, like here's the thing, like if you I win, if, if she would have won, mm-hmm. you, you're a president is not putting out a documentary. But didn't Trump put out a did he did and now and I don't know, I know I've seen so I've seen no. a lot those of time. Trump, those weren't his. No. Those weren't his. Those weren't his. Okay, okay. Yeah. I saw a lot of titles. I don't know what. Yeah, was. no. Oh, it's funny. I, I, saw, I saw Klobuchar in it for a second and shit when Hillary got together. There's uh, a woman saying she looked frumpy as shit, man. I could tell that they put the, I mean, of course, when she went on campaign to be president, I guess it was you know, years later and she got a style up or something. Cause she looked like a little frumpy ass bitch. And it's like, oh, that's you. You running now? Well, you dropped out. But yeah, no, nah, I mean, it was cool. You know, it was very self serving and shit. But, you know, fuck it. Yo, strut on niggas, man. Yeah. You ain't uh, running again? What's good, man? You don't think, wait, hold on. You don't think Hillary will run again? Of course nah, not. She, she old no. as shit, bro. It's over. She was born in 46, my nigga. She yeah, is as old over. as these old niggas now. She yeah. ain't gonna run it like 79, nigga. She done. Like, yeah, it's literally over. If she was gonna run again, she would have ran it back fucking this year. This year, yeah. All right. All right, cool. Um, Real quick, I want, before I move on to this other document, I want to... um actually ask Ant, did you happen to see the, I believe the Candyman trailer dropped. Did you happen to see the Candyman trailer? Absolutely. Are you interested or did anybody else, I'm, I know I'm speaking to Ant directly, but anybody else see it? I saw it and I'm not interested in one bit, man. Like I mean, a scary doing, movie yo. where you gotta call this nigga three times? I'm not calling this it's nigga fine. three times to come get me. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dumbest premise ever. Here's the funny thing I found up. I found I, I saw when I watched it. When I watched the trailer was when the black lady was talking to the guy. She said, "Who would say that five times in the mirror?" And they immediately cut to five white girls in college saying it because that's immediately in mom. Wait, they mind, say it five times I, in this movie? I think it's, it's five. Three. It's always it's three. It's always Candyman. Candyman. I oh, had a third one because I was trying to have that nigga come get me. However yeah. many times, just for, I, I found that funny. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll watch it just to watch it. You know what I'm saying? It's not something mm-hmm. I'm looking for. I'm a movie person. That's why I kind of kind of went to Ant first to see if that's something he's going to go to the movies to see. Man, I'd not I watch it just to not watch it, nigga. It could be the shit. Yeah. come up on Netflix. And I didn't watch years. us. Jordan I Peele. watch us either. Yeah, Jordan Peele did not make good movies, my nigga. I don't, I, didn't, I didn't either be. I'm, uh, that's why I'm saying what yeah. I'm saying. I didn't either. I didn't see. I haven't seen us yet. I didn't yeah. see. Uh, what's the first movie you did? Get out. I didn't see. Yeah, get out. I, I saw Get Out. I think Get Out has a lot of symbolism, but Get Out the novelty was was great. You know what I mean? And the symbolism, it was it, it was cool to use that shit on niggas and shit like that. But then <laughs> afterwards, says, like it was just like nah, nigga, like it don't got a lot of rewatch value for real. Like yeah, that shit it doesn't. I mean, about the coolest thing Get Out did was it made white people kind of look at shit like for a second, like oh, is that racist? But I, I, but even then, I found, that's what um, 
Shit. Yeah, now I found like symbolism and and, and shit like like how he mm-hmm. stuck the cotton in his ears and shit like just weird shit. I used to yeah. be telling niggas like this real smart shit in this movie. Like, but really that shit was whack as fuck. That's a fucking <laughs> whack ass movie. Jordan Peele does not have a good movie. He just has the hearts and minds of the people. Yeah, he ain't a genius. <laughs> you talk on his feet, man. What did you hmm? say? I don't know what the fuck this nigga said. He said, who the hell? It's Corona ain't moist. Yeah, his throat ain't moist. Uh, yeah, fuck that. How you know how moist the nigga's throat is, man? Damn, damn. damn. Jeez. That should have had to be you. Um, want to move on to, actually, for what I found out. Uh, I don't you think do. it is. But last the last two weeks, the Gabriel Next, Fernandez yeah. documentary on Netflix was the number one watch TV show period. Um, that is being presented by Netflix. I had spoken about it in the group chat, and I think, I'm not sure if everybody got to watch it. I know, Joe, you watched it. Yeah, the whole shit. Uh, I ain't watched that shit at all. <laughs> I, You know what? I ain't going to even approach you because I know you didn't watch it. <laughs> But I but I understand but I understand why and I am gonna yeah. I am gonna get to that have that here more. Um but uh the Gabriel Fernandez doc, which was about a uh, uh I believe it was a nine year old kid eight, who eight. Eight, sorry, excuse me, eight year old child who was murdered by his parents, meaning his Mm-mm. logical mother and his mother's uh, his mother's boyfriend. Mother's mother's boyfriend. Yeah, his biological mother's boyfriend, excuse me. They well, excuse me. They tortured him throughout mm-hmm. the documentary, and I don't want to give it all away. We'll talk about it. So, nah, we can if, talk about it. Ain't yeah. Much to give away. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he was tortured throughout. You know, from the yeah. time. If it's a doc, it's not a movie, so yeah. you're not really doing no ant shit. I mean, we just break it down how it go. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Okay, Joe, this, okay. this boy, uh, Gabriel Fernandez, God rest his soul and shit. He was born to a mother who had hella issues. You know what I'm saying? Uh, drug abuse said she was like physically abused when she was young, all this shit, just totally like fucked up in the game. Some of it was her fault, some of it probably wasn't, but she was fucked up. And she said she ain't want the kid, was gonna have to give abortion, get the kid aborted, yada yada, whatever. Her uncle was like, not had a kid, we'll take it. So the little boy was raised by his gay uncle and gay uncle partner and shit. And then from there, when he was about like four or five, he started being raised by his, um, his, uh, his grandparents or some shit. And then when the boy was about about almost seven and shit, went to the mother and the mother's boyfriend. And um to get the check. Yeah. Yeah, and she did it and they pretty much said she did just to get like more of that fucking welfare money, whatever the fuck and shit. And between the boy and then they just started torturing the kid. You know what I'm saying? They called the kid gay like constantly, maybe because he was raised by gay niggas the first half of his life. Whatever, but they called the kid gay, put makeup on, made him wear dresses, beat the shit out of him, fucking burnt the snake with cigarettes. They they fucking they bashed this kid's head and they kept this motherfucker in the cabinet in the fucking in a, in, a, in in their bedroom and shit. They put handcuffs on the fucking like little hands in the cabinet. This little boy was in the fucking cabinet and he slept in that bitch and they kept him in that shit most of the fucking day and shit. And this nigga had fresh, this kid had fresh bruises like a motherfucker. Police came there hella times. Motherfucker had an open, uh, had an open case file on him and shit with, uh, 
Department of Family and Children's Services, whatever it's called out there and shit. Motherfuckers had multiple social workers that was involved in this shit. Motherfuckers had multiple complaints from like teachers. Cops went out yeah. there, social workers went out there, and they kept them notes, and they none of the motherfuckers say this kid need to be taken from the house. You had cops come out there, see the kid fucked up, and the fucking parent, and the fucking mother, and the fucking boyfriend, oh, now nah, he got beat up by some kids down the street. They said once, they said like like two or two separate occasions, oh, now nah, he got beat up by kids down the street, oh, he was roughhousing. They said one time the fucking cops was helping, it was, was like, okay, we're going to try to scare the kid straight. This kid getting the shit beat out of him, tortured and humiliated like a motherfucker. Cop put the kid in the back seat, said, we're going to take you to jail if you keep lying and shit. Ain't nobody had this kid's back. You know what I'm saying? Not to the point where... The teacher did, the teacher did though. The teacher well, tried. Well, the te- there was a teacher. There was a, a nice dude that fucking Security saw this guard, kid. Yeah. Security guard. But, but and, it's, and it's like... And even the folks had the good intentions, they took it as far as they could, but then they passed it over to the police, or it's passed over to social services, and that's where the shit fell flat. This boy fell through the cracks, like a lot of motherfuckers fall through cracks, but this shit was so egregious, because when this when he finally ended up going to the hospital after his, his mother's fucking boyfriend beat the dog shit out of him, fucking slammed him up against well, all this shit, horrendous shit, so this motherfucker was unconscious, it was like, oh, oh shit, he about to die. They call the fucking police and they say, oh, he fell like when he was playing with his with his brother and shit. And when they got in the shit that and the thing was, Alex, you told me you started watching, you turned it off. To me, I started yeah. watching the shit and the first fucking eight minutes was fucking hell because they showed this kid going yeah. to the hospital. They talked about all hell his injuries yeah. and they had this nurse talking about how it was the worst shit she ever seen. She started crying. Yeah. Nigga, I was crying. That first episode of the yeah. shit, I cried like fucking like three, four times and shit because it's like, you know what I'm saying? It got easier yeah. to watch because, you know, you just had to accept this is what the kid went through after that. And they went through the whole trials and all this other shit. But it, it, it was like it was some like it's some shit make you real fucking angry. Yo. You know what I'm saying? I have I have a couple of questions, though. Like, all right, so here's the thing. Uh-huh. Um, you we've heard about one person acting like this before, you know what I mean? And torturing somebody. But from what I'm getting from you guys, it's two people. Uh, and that's kind of mad. That's super unique. Yeah. Like, was there one person that was influencing the torture, or was it just both of them yes. coming up with mad torture? Well, well, the way they portrayed it, the, the way, they, and I'll let you go in a second, Joe. The way they portrayed it in the in the uh, doc was making it seem like she was kind of egging it on, and that this dude, I forgot his name, Joe, if you remember, no, would, he, he, he felt he, like he, yeah, he felt like he would never even get a woman that looks like this or whatever. So he was willing to do anything to keep her. So he kind of went al- along with it. That's the way they portrayed it. She was flying? Like she was well, it, she's not he, fly to us. She's no, not fly to us. Right. Shit. Okay. They, had, they had a couple pics of her where she was looking like a sexy, dirty, like Mexican, whatever the fuck kind of Latina they were, she was. They had a couple pics of that. And I guess she had that crazy vibe. You know what I'm saying? She probably fucked a nigga real good. She was tatted up. Uh-huh. She's probably a real good slut. Especially since she said she was like raped and molested and was like tricking and all kinds of weird shit when she was younger you know you know god bless her it's a shame that she wasn't taking care of better when she was young you know what i'm saying but they said um but now nah, she but like i think it was like a sister that said that he seemed like he would do anything for her because yeah it was well, probably the best she could get because i mean he was like he's a chunky fucking latin nigga tall chunky latin nigga that did security he wasn't like nobody and shit so that's probably the flyest bitch you ever got to fuck with but yeah a lot of it seemed like um and they said that, oh, because she wasn't, like, taking care of when she was younger. 
maybe she didn't have the requisite like sympathy for him and shit. So they call him a little fag, called him gay all the time and shit. And yeah, I mean the, the boy, the, the boyfriend just kind of seemed like he was more sort of muscle, even though she came in and did her torture and shit too. The kids and the thing, when the ill shit was, they had like she she had two other kids and shit. None of these kids was the dudes. She had these two other kids right. that um, a daughter that was like a like a two years older and like a son that was like me three years older than a little boy, yep. and they had to see this shit. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They had to see this daily. shit too. Daily. And yeah, daily. And it's like the little girls, like she said, she ain't want um, she ain't want play them. Just want to like leave them alone and shit like that. And it was like it was the shit was crazy because it was like so normalized that. The older kids ain't even flip out and run tell nobody. You know what I'm saying? They probably scared the damn selves, you know? Yeah. Even, even though they said that they wasn't abused, but it was like they just took everything out on this kid. You know what I'm saying? Because he yeah. was like, they said he was a little feminine or some shit like that and yeah. whatever. And how the shit was just ill. And yeah, they both they both tortured that kid. You know what I'm saying? It was just uh, the like dude it. that gave him the hella crazy ass beatings and shit. Yeah. And, you know, like we said, it is a documentary, so it's kind of like even if you may not even seen the documentary, you may have heard the story. So at uh, in the end, so spoiler alert, in the end, the uh, father, he actually, t- excuse me, the boyfriend takes it to yeah. trial where his actual father, who was in, who was incarcerated, actually took the stand and talked. And all these other people took the stand and talked. And the boyfriend ended up getting... Uh, the, I believe he got the death penalty. Yeah, he, he got not? the death penalty. He yeah. did. The, he did got the. He did get the death penalty, and then in turn, in her seeing that he got the death penalty, she took the plea to take life in prison without yeah. the possibility Damn. of parole. And, and actually, as a follow up to that story, I saw one second, Joe. I saw that um, the guards and the guards had turned on her, and wherever she was locked up at. And they just out there letting her ass get whipped. She got buck fifty, if y'all know what that is, you know, cut across the face rather. Mm-hmm. She got buck fifty. She getting her ass whooped in jail every day since the documentary came out. And people, they actually played it, uh, uh, allegedly played it in the wherever she's locked up at. And one of the inmates that was in there that got out was given the blow by blow of what happened to her after they found after the other inmates found out what happened. And they're like the guards in there is just serving quote unquote street justice to her for things that she did to her own child because as you know the street the excuse me the jail code is you know rapists and you know child molesters they get you know what i'm saying they get handled mm-hmm. a certain way in the penitentiary and she's being handled a certain way in the penitentiary the, the thing about the story is even though those people met justice in a certain way i think and i don't know the name of that the the and i, and I apologize i don't know the name of the kid they, there was actually another story that happened like what like six months later after that trial or during that trial where another thing happened, another the same thing happened to another kid. You know what I'm saying? Where the system failed them. Because it's a whole it's a whole thing. You need to really watch it because they don't necessarily focus on the mother and the boyfriend. They actually go through where they went after they attacked the entire system of in Jersey, which you would call Dyfus. How many uh, episodes are they? I think it's, it's six. six. It's six DCFS. Like, uh... DCFS. That's what I'm trying to say. DCFS. That's yeah. what it's called. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, but no, like Alex said, they even put um four of the social workers on trial. The shit ended, ended up getting dropped because it was kind of crazy that they put them on trial after everybody fucked up the system. So, 
I was kind of happy that they didn't like end up going to jail. It kind of would have been, it would have felt good, you know, oh, they failed the kid, but they shouldn't have went to jail. It was a total like system, like, you know, fuck up and shit. And, it, it's, and yeah, I want to just, just make sure we keep saying that it was the mother, the mother's boyfriend, because I hear so many folks talk about the father. Nah, the yeah. father was up there. The, yeah. fa- the father shows such restraint because dead ass, like, I don't have any kids. Boy. I have my, my, my god kids and shit. But it's like, if it was like, if I was sitting on this, I'm care, I'm at the stand, and this motherfucker's at the table, and this motherfucker tortured the fuck out of my child. When I was, I mean, and the dude felt bad because he, he couldn't help. He was in prison, you know what I'm saying? So we got to live with that, that he wasn't there to hold his kids down and shit. But, I mean, that, that shit was ill. This motherfucker sat there on that stand. And the amount of restraint that it took for him not to, like, go over there and do something to that man. Like, when the shit was over, the fucking prosecutor, that this motherfucker got, like, uh, got convicted and shit. The prosecutor with big-ass hug and shit. And... And it's like the motherfuckers crying. That, that shit was ill, but now it wasn't his father, man. It was his yeah, fucking yeah. mother and his like bitch ass fucking boyfriend, yo. And even the, even the uh, lawyer, even a prosecutor, I think he was the ADA actually on the case. The ADA said he was like, yo, I don't know how he sat there, being of the ilk that he's from, yeah, the being a there with that restraint throughout the whole, because he had to be there every day, even mm-hmm. if he wasn't being called to the stand, he had to be there every day. To show the support and show the solidarity, to sit there and look at this man across the across the aisle and be like, you know, what I'm saying, hold his restraint, being of a certain ilk and not really, you know, what I'm saying, try to kill this dude. And the the ADA was like, I don't know how he did that. He said, because I'm telling you, I wouldn't have been able to do that. And the funny thing was, and we don't need to give it all away. The funny, the other part of it was we gave how, it all away. Well, yeah, how his but his wife, the ADA's wife, who was a she was a cop. How she was getting shunned at the fact when he had to subpoena the police department that failed because like you like we were saying it was a failure at all levels. How his wife, who was a cop, started getting some of the shit from the backlash from the police department she was working for because of what her husband was doing. It's a real interesting thing, B. I think you should really watch it because it is, and I know you appreciate politics. There's a lot of uh, politics in it and how it works in terms of the system and everything like that. So I think you would enjoy that aspect of it, even if you don't want to go through the stress of watching, you know what I'm saying? That part of, you know, child torture and stuff like that. But then I would say like probably episodes two through four are really about the politics that are behind why they weren't able to get this kid out of there and why, and I'll bring it back to where we are now on this voting day for the primary, why voting is important. Because if you don't have the right people in office to hold these people accountable for the things that are happening, then you fail the system as well. You are accountable, in a sense, for not doing your job as a citizen to vote certain people into office. You're not just voting for the uh, potential Democratic president of the United States of America. You are voting for other things that are happening that directly affect your school districts, that have directly affect your judges. When you talk about, and stop me if I'm ranting in the wrong way, if you're talking about the judges who are sending your kids, your black males, your black sons, our black kings to jail, if you're talking about certain things, you affect those things right now. If you are deciding to say, well, my person who I want to vote for president is not in it, when it's bigger than that, there's a lot more things that are on the docket that you need to be paying attention to other than Biden, Warren, or Booker, whoever you might have been going for 
at that point in time because they're no longer in the race. There's a lot more things important on the docket that you need to be paying attention to that directly affect you, your children in terms of school districts, those judges who are going to be sentencing some of your peers or some of your kids' peers to football numbers for no reason. There's a lot of things that are in play here that you need to be paying attention to. Yeah, um, and before we and before but before we get off it, yeah, this one said another thing that was kind of ill that um like mostly was kind of running the mill shit like I figure how systems is fucked up and shit but like Alex said the, the shit did get kind of deep and it took for my eyes to something like I know like how prisons have been like privatized and all that shit but I was I was shocked at how much of fucking child protective services in certain places were like privatized too. I mean yeah. they was talking about fucking. Like, they was talking about all the oh, people wow. that had, like, privatized shit. Yeah, they even said, like, yo, Lockheed Martin. They was talking about companies I've worked for and wanted yeah. to work for and shit right there. Yeah. How niggas, like, fucking defense contractors have, like, sectors and shit that, like, yeah. are running fucking uh, touchdown we'll, services. One day we'll get, um, one day we're going to get into that conversation, maybe even on the pod or outside of the pod about the corporatocracy and how yeah. and how um the world is run by corporate by certain corporations. <laughs> And it's basically like in clouds, you know, companies like Lockheed Martin and mm-hmm. Bechtel and Monsanto, you know what I mean? They kind of Man, run everything. Yeah. 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 No, you're right. You're right, Bean. That's what I'm saying. You should really watch it because I said like episodes two through four, you really gets into the behind the, it really pulls the cover back of the privatization of certain things and why things stop at a certain point and why they like just keep the status quo, don't say nothing and why this continued and it just shows you a lot of behind the scenes things. Not that it goes in depth to what you were just speaking to, but they really talk. They talk about Lockheed Martin. Yeah, stuff no, like that. no, that's no, that was yeah. enough. I didn't know this. So yeah, yeah. No, that, that was, that's why I mentioned it because yeah, yeah that that's was, why I mentioned it. Yeah. I mean, like that was kind of really like the later episodes, like three yeah. through like whatever shit. So I mean, if you get you get a time that you want to like check that shit, if you check out the later ones and like skip the early shit, because the early shit was just about to kick and the yeah. dog shit beat out of. But um, like some of them later ones, like. Three, four, five, six, or like four, five, and six, and shit. They kind of get into it. So if you just check the, the later ones, they like tip you, tip you yeah. to like some shit. Like, oh, word, damn, they doing it at this level too, this shit. But yeah, yeah man, like you said, we get a, a nice conversation about that either off air later or maybe on air later. I think, later it, should be, I think it should be something that we can discuss off air and then bring rather on the pod because I think it's something that people need to be aware of and just. It's really the you know, and and we talk about the meaning of this podcast, and I don't want to get too in depth about it because there's a lot of we didn't talk about. But it's really to make you think, not to sway you in one direction. It's really to make you think, and not just do things rat you know irrationally to make you think so that you make rational decisions to say, hey, I was listening to this podcast. I have more questions to make you question things that you like. Oh, okay, well, wait, what's this? What's that? What's that? And make you more informed. That's the entire point of this podcast to make you more informed of things that you may not have thought about before, give you different perspective on one line of thinking. You may have had one way to give you different avenues to make you consider other things. And like I said, I don't want to go down that. And I, and I do want to end on a um, high note because the Gabriel Fernandez doc is very deep. And especially if you have children, God children, like Joe was saying, or nieces or nephews, that shit just really irks you, you know what I'm saying? And puts you in a different place. But want to talk about some happy shit. Um, this week, I think it was yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, was the 30 year anniversary of House Party. 
which starred Kenny Flake from Queens. <laughs> um, Tisha Martin Campbell. I can't remember who else is who, Full Force is in it. That Martin Lawrence is in it. Probably some other people that I, I can't remember. Bernie Mac was in it. Uh, what's my man? Um, no. What was the Bernie, kid's yeah, Bernie. What's uh, kid's uh, name? Uh, Robin uh, Williams. Robin, Robin Harris. Am I saying that right? Robin Harris. Robin Harris. Thank you. Robin Harris is in it. Um, it's been the 30 year anniversary. What's my man from Friday that just passed two pops? He's in it as well. John Witherspoon. Thank you. John Witherspoon is in it as well. It was a 30 year anniversary of that, you know, cultural iconic movie that, you know, brought a lot of, with some funny shit, with some new shit. We saw oh, rappers. shit. Oh, shit. What happened? Oh, go ahead. Wait, we got breaking news? No, nah, I, mean, I just came back from taking a piss and I realized you're talking about a house party, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, we talk about we talk about we talk about talking about a house party. I thought you was about to break in with some news. I wasn't looking at the polling. But yeah, uh talk about all the people that were in it and all the careers that it more than likely launched. Like I was speaking Martin Lawrence, Tisha Campbell, uh, full forces in it. And it was a great movie. I think they had I think it went up to House Party Four or House Party Three, besides Class Act oh. and everything else that. Happened. But it was oh, an yeah, iconic yeah. first oh. movie for things that happened and stuff like that. So one, and I was saying I wanted to end on a happy note after going into the Gabriel Enrique, excuse me, Gabriel Enrique Fernandez. Enrique is like, yo, they just yeah. all the same, nah, nah, bro. Nah. Next Gabriel Cortez. Nah, nah, nah. Just... My, my, my throat, my, my throat was dry at that point. Pause. My throat was dry at that point. We find Corona, my G. Yeah, well, it's just uh, we live that that class that classic movie and things like that. I don't know if anybody has any. I I I mean I don't know. I think I don't even know what grade I was in. This joint came out. I think, what was that? Ninety ninety? I think it came out. I was probably a freshman in high school, maybe. Stuff when the joint first came out, and everybody was trying to see it and see what was going on. But how, salute to House Party. I don't know if anybody wants to comment on it on it. Or we could just move past it. But I just nah, definitely I, I shout. Say this. I say this about House Party. House Party was like it's fly and it's a classic, and even though it's so like of the time, like the early '90s or whatever and shit, the shit is classic and it's iconic. It's like timeless and shit because it was just a cool movie where you saw black kids and it wasn't just like niggas was just in the ghetto and shit sipping forty was poor. You saw like different levels. You had fucking um play whose family had like means and shit and Tisha Campbell's character um. Sydney, her character, she, her family had means and shit. And then you had um, man, AJ was AJ Johnson. She was fine in that yeah, shit. Yeah. She was in the projects and shit. And then you had fucking uh, kid. He was like, you know, working class family show. You uh, excuse me. So you saw like, you know, different like, you know, uh, social class of black folks and niggas got together and it was all love. They was down for each other and shit. You know what I'm saying? Kid got some pussy. Did he get some? Did he fuck? He fuck right? No. He did. He yeah, didn't get the fuck because the condom was all the shit. Yeah. But then he fucked at the end, right? Yeah. At the end, they kind of led to the fact that he finally got some. He finally but got they didn't some. show the way they went to the end. Yeah, but nah, it was definitely cool. Um, The second one was lit because it showed nigga, showed nigga in college. It, it, I don't know if it was as good as the first one, but the, the second one was lit. And, um... Yeah, man, and the third one, that shit was kind of trash. Like, Immature was in that shit, and they kind of, like, yeah. had the good parties. Niggas was washing and shit. But shout yeah. out to Tisha Campbell. She did have a cameo in a red dress, and she looked right. 
and that shit. Um, and and Cat House Party too. Um, that shit came out around the same time as um Friday, so you had a lot of crossover from that. You had Bernie Mac, you had um the, the lady uh, Angela Means that played kids on Fiance. She played the crackhead um bitch in uh in Friday, and uh yeah man, it was about like four or five characters of crossover from both of those movies, and um and they did have a fourth house party, and it was some like fucking director TV shit where it was just starting immature. And they weren't even playing the same characters they played before. They were just doing some other shit. And I swear they had one other, like, house party movie they made, like, years after that, which might have had a cameo from, like, Kid and Play with them niggas needed money or some shit. But, yeah, nah, House Party 1 was definitely a classic. R.I.P. to, uh, R.I.P. What's the man? What's the man name to play Pops, man? I can't Robin believe Harris, it. Yeah, R.I.P. Robin Harris. And I believe John Witherspoon was played the, uh, Next door yeah, neighbor next and that shit. R.I.P. to John Witherspoon too, and uh, R.I.P. to Chill's legs and shit, cause he was in a wheelchair. Yeah, not after that. But he still made movies <laughs> and shit. So God bless that brother. And salute and TV shows. And the yeah. first one was shot by um, the Hudlin brothers. So salute to them as well. Yeah. It, was wild, it was a wild finesse though. Did you hear? Did you hear the story about? Well, they got Kit and Play, but the first choice is going to be Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Right, but 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 he asked Will, but he didn't get Will to do it because he didn't want to feel like Will was forced to do it. Because I right. think that it goes like Will made a song called um, "Nightmare on, on on My Street," some shit like that. So the the record company it was an illegal battle because of it sounded so similar to "Nightmare on Elm Street," so they had him kind of tied up, and it was like, well, if you we do this movie, we'll dead the lawsuit. But it gave it the one uh was it the ready directed the huddling yeah well he gave it to one of the brothers he asked will about it and he was like I, th- I think he was interested but he said he didn't want to he didn't want to feel like he was forcing him to do it i think the 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 legacy of house party more than anything else is that white people had all these movies like pretty and ping breakfast club Mm-hmm. Like, like, like these these coming of age stories where it's like kind of like a day, in, like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, like a day in the life of, and they get into these wild hijinks and all this other stuff. And you know, black people never really had like that kind of movie, right, to that degree. I mean, you could say Cooley High, but it wasn't. It was some real serious parts in it, but this wasn't meant to be serious. Just a day in the life. It's supposed to be fun, supposed to be interesting. You had fun characters, people you would kind of recognize in your own life, things that would be interesting. And I think the most important thing is that it's a movie that, even though the majority of the cast is African-American, it's something that kind of goes beyond and above a lot of things. A, lo- a lot of things. What I mean by that is, you know, it's beyond color. It's like you, you, this, the story itself is universal. Just some guys, they, they want to throw a party. Everything goes awry. One guy falls in love. They have a great time. I mean, we don't really have stories particularly like that, but just having that in that kind of setting was amazing. And I saw you just put up in the chat, we mentioned something about Uptown Saturday Night, but like I said, with with Bill and with Sydney, they were older. So it was fun, but we didn't really have like that coming of age high school thing. So I think that's kind of the lasting legacy of it. Like if it's something that came on now, I would still watch it. I mean, I think we should probably right. get into the idea yeah. of traffic, getting into more movies like that. But I mean, I mean, that legacy still lives on 30 years later. People, people yeah. still love it. And that shit, and that shit actually had heart, and it actually had like a good message. Being down for your friends, and the fact that like when kid, when the kind of was old as shit, cause he ain't getting no pussy, and he had it forever, 
and <laughs> they did they didn't like you know just give it to their teenage urges and fuck. I mean, he could have put his dick in the mouth and that would have been cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, you know, they did fuck because they had a condom, they had no kid. So I mean that was like, oh, you know, they kept with a little bit of heart and shit. That was dope. You know, but class act was my shit too though. That shit was that shit was that shit was dope too. <laughs> that shit was dope too. Shout out to Tommy for RIP and shit. That nigga was the big drug dealer and shit. I think that's on uh Netflix right now. Mistaken. You're like, damn mate. He's fucking that boy up and shit. Yo, a shout out to Shorty, uh, the, his uh, kid girlfriend in that movie. She was also Ricky, Ricky's, uh, I think Ricky's baby mama. I think, I think that was the same shit. Boy, shit. Boy, yeah, boys and hood and shit. Is Isn't that, that Brian? Is huh? it fucked up that I never felt sad about Ricky's death? Nah, it's not because that nigga, you know what? I was like, fuck that nigga. His mom was crying because this nigga got this raggedy ass fucking like, yo, that shit. I think it, they, they, they like told SAT schools when I might have gotten the verbal and shit, and that would go get him the scholarship. Yeah, he, yeah fuck he, that dumbass. That's nigga, why you know? I like it either. That's why I like we died. Like, yo, he's gonna break his leg and end up doing. That's what really. That's what it taught me. I was mad as fuck. Like yeah. this nigga ain't getting no fucking good ass score, nigga. <laughs> fuck they let <laughs> this nigga in school. Like, yeah. They letting that nigga in school. If he'd anyway. open it up, he'd have, he'd have had like something decent. Wait, what school, what school? Was it USC? What school was USC. it? USC. Yeah, he's going to go to USC yeah, with this garbage. Up, yeah. He's going to go there and fill it. nigga had like a 600 or some shit. Yeah. He got the 600 he needed. I'm like, bitch. They could at least have that nigga get like a 900 or something. Ooh, he was uh, very yeah. smart for the ghetto. Yeah, was, look, and, that was that, and that was back when they was telling you you was getting 200 for signing your name. <laughs> Man, nigga, if I'm running for my life, I ain't stopping for no ice cream and no scratch off. Fuck that. I'm going home. Yeah. Niggas running yeah. like, no, let, let me make this quick detour. Let me play the scratch off real quick. Like, nigga, I they are trying to kill you. Bye. It, leave. my shit. Here's yeah, but shit. niggas I, in the hood be stupid as fuck. Here's my shit. I, I, was like, <laughs> I, I, was, I ain't grow up in the hood, but I, like, visit the hood, like, during summers and shit, because my mommy had nowhere to put me. Uh, cause, well, I went to camp some years, but sometimes she was too expensive. You going out to North with um so and so and them, or you going to Irvington with so and so and them, or East Orange with so and so and them, and we ran the streets. But there's nothing crazy like that. My shit is, why would you not just like hide in the cut somewhere, just somewhere, and just stay there for till the sun went down? <laughs> cause this is where they live, yo. I, I know, I know. You know um, what I mean? Yeah. Like that's why I understood the comfortability, cause I've seen it too often. You know what I mean? Like, but uh, it just it, it was what it was. That that part made it more realistic for me. I know I know you guys are breaking it down and shit like that, but that part made it more realistic. Did Trey Trey ran towards Ricky after they already shot Ricky? He yelled uh, Ricky. Then he ran toward him. Did niggas even pull off yet? What is the thing? No, they had already pulled off. I they thought they pulled off with a blue star. Oh, yeah, he, he let off two shots. He let off two shots and pulled off. Oh okay. no no no. No, no, he, he didn't run. Rick, Ricky started running towards him. Then he yeah. got shot. Mm. He screamed his name. Then, then Ricky started booking down, down the Good alley. Point. He got yeah. shot in the back, and that was it. Hell yeah. Fucking You're right. South. He should have went like east or west. He should have been dodging the bullets, man. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Bob and Weed, nigga. Yeah. But salute, salute, salute to Houseplot. Salute to Houseplot. You could go down a wormhole with all the stuff that was happening with that movie. But salute to Houseplot. 30 years, excuse me, 30 years later anniversary. Uh, sports. 
let's the New Jersey. Oh no, excuse me, the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets fired, or rather, came to as they say, came to a mutual agreement to part ways. Their coach, Kenny Atkinson, who took them to the playoffs and who was developing the team, who had a winning record without Kyrie. Uh, they mutually, or as Brian said, fired Kenny Atkinson. Um, I don't know. React. I mean, uh, man, I was going as go far as the development. Oh, you gonna go? I was gonna go first and say the shit that you told me about him. So you might want to say it yourself. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, man. I, I I'll say this, yo. Kenny Atkinson, as far as head coaches go, is probably the best development coach. That there, mm-hmm. the, that there is like that's act that was active that's active you know what I mean head coach, mm-hmm. um as a head coach, I mean he was director of, of player development in Houston and then like he was assistant coach in, for the Knicks for four years but really he was development coach here too I mean and for the Knicks too, so like when he got the job um, over there at the Nets you know what I mean like that's really what they hired him to do and. He did the shit. I mean, he had that group balling the fuck out. Like, Spencer Dinwiddie and them niggas. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like they had a whole bunch of names niggas No, He just had niggas playing harder than everybody and more confident than everybody. Mm-hmm. And the, and he did the shit. And the problem with, with that is is that now they have two superstars. They have Kyrie Irving. And they have Kevin Durant. Who, ironically, all they would have had to do is want to keep him and he'd be there. And that's how you know this was all about Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Yeah. It's one of the things. I was going to say all that shit that Brian had said earlier so I could sound smart like I knew shit, but it's better coming from him. But, <laughs> no, nah, I'm just saying, nah, man, how you, uh, how you say that shit, it's like, it's one of the things, I wonder, will the Nets be, like, better off? Do you think that uh, Kyrie and Kevin will stay? You think they'll stay, like, healthy enough where they'll make the noise they're supposed to you like i mean how you, how you think he coming back i think this is going to be the one case where you're not even going to get a good read on the co- like this is not going to be about the coach anymore because it's just going to be a different type of team mm-hmm. right now you know they share the ball they attack they're very aggressive you know what i mean and it's going to be a lot more um superstar basketball you know what i mean isos and superstar and you know, like, uh, rightfully so. I mean, KD and um, and Kyrie was probably like, I'm not molding into a fucking team. We are the team, nigga. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And the style of play there was, you know, being part of a group. Like, you're not, nobody's higher than the rest. Yeah. No, I mean, I feel you, man. Well, you got I- KD and you got Kyrie there. It's like, you got the top. And all the other niggas, their job is just to stay loose and make their open shots and shit. Stay hydrated. Keep their throats moist. You know what I mean? Like... It's <laughs> just to be ready, you know, so. But don't you, okay, so let me ask a question, and this is something that I heard again, you know, I'm always listening to Sports Talk Radio. Um, With that team, so you're going to have Kyrie coming off a, a, another injury, and Kyrie gets hurt every year, so we know to expect that he's going to miss 20 to 25 games every season. KD is coming off his first major injury. It's going to take a while, maybe, perhaps. When that other one major in uh, OKC or? Said again? He missed a lot of he missed a lot of time in OKC. Yeah, I mean, but he he had just but started I mean, missing it. But I, I get what you're saying. Let 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 him float. Like, okay. But 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 the question that was being posed was that 
they have two big free agents. And, and again, I don't know what their cap situation is. And I'm not sure who else is on the team, but we actually mentioned one of the people that is a free agent and they may or may not be able to pay people like Spencer Dinwiddie, who was really partial to Kenny Atkinson. And then the other person is, uh, is a Joe, 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 Joe Harris. I'm yeah, not sure but how they're going. They're going to keep them. Type of niggas probably. Yeah, no, no, they're going to they're going to keep those type of niggas on probably. And let, let me be real with you. y'all. Like you could tell that it's already changing. They took. um, Who's who's their center? I can't I can't remember their center's name. Uh, Jared Allen. Yeah, they took Jared Allen. He doesn't start anymore. DeAndre Jordan starting. So they're they're moving so, back yeah. towards they're moving towards like that star based system. Like as oh. soon as the nigga was gone. That's what they did. This this is really what it's all about, man. But they're going to keep the niggas you name because they're trying to win. Yeah. Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, fucking Joe Harris, yeah, right. all them other cogs. He was another he was another person that was actually vocal. And again, I'm just going off what I heard on the radio. He was a person that was vocal saying, I never had a problem with Kenny Atkinson. And they were saying yeah. that Dinwiddie might be in line to get a big payday that he might not get anyplace else. And it was a whole thing. And again, you guys can speak to him more than I can. I sat and listened to the Spencer Dinwiddie talk. He was toting the company line, dogs. Okay. And they were gonna be in that. Okay. He'll be in that. Okay. And and the, the one the, the one weird talk was the Kyrie response where he was double talking and not really answering the shit. You know what I mean? And that's how you know them niggas behind it. He's good at that. Yeah, he is. Nah, Curry, Curry's good at that. He like, yeah. he says everything without saying, when saying nothing at the same time. So, so to ask yeah. him to really chime in on the shit won't make a whole lot of difference. Yeah. I mean, Atkinson, he's a he's a really good coach, especially as Brian said in player development. Like I said, before before KD and before Kyrie got there, they were an aggressive, smart team. He built those guys up. Like they, they were like a land of misfit toys, like parts that just didn't make a whole lot of sense to other teams. But you mm-hmm. put them here and, and you put them in positions where they could succeed, and they did a lot of good things that made them enticing. That made them that made Kyrie and, and Kevin want to go there because, like, okay, they got Harris, they got Denwood, they have Levert, they have these young guys that they, they're not just like some regular random ass kids. Like, and real quick, with- um, real quick, and so. Dinwiddie is signed for a couple more years. Joe Harris yeah. is a free agent, but they're gonna they'll okay. sign him. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, go ahead, most, go ahead, Ann. I'm sorry. No problem, man. And the most important thing, like I said, when, when you see what he can do with with that type of team, that's why he, he's probably very intriguing and probably near the top of the list for the next job because of the young talent that they have. Hell yeah! Oh my God. And, and what if, if what he can do with them? And what he's been doing his entire career and the ability to find these players and maximize their strengths and build a system around, around them that really like minimizes their weaknesses and makes them play as a team is important. I don't necessarily agree that he had to go, but understanding mm-hmm. that you have two superstars and that when he made his decision and the moment that he did so, I said, well, they're out of the player development portion of whatever right. this will be the Nets. Like now they need to hire someone that can manage personalities because now you can mm-hmm. have guys that you know, you're not really playing for like playoffs or you know right. trying to win a division. Like like now you're in a title race. You know that yeah. guys want shots and you're gonna have to manage these guys a bit better. And X's and O's they're gonna get to them. Like, I mean, you got a guy like KD. He don't really care about X's and O's because like you can say whatever you're gonna say and you can tell me to do X, Y, and Z, yeah. but I can get thirty with he my is heart. The offense, yeah. Different. 
So, Shit. so th- let's so not let me- gloss over the most important part of what Anthony just said, though. Do not let this nigga it. Kenny and Atkinson leave the city. Like, okay. lock nope. the doors. Quarantine this nigga. Coronavirus, this motherfucker, man. Do not <laughs> let this nigga leave the city, guy. He is the best player development head coach that's out there. There's probably a good, great player development assistant coach somewhere, blah, blah, blah. But you don't even have to be that smart, though. Because this guy is a great player development head coach already. So, hi, that nigga. Okay, that was going to be my next question. Like, leading to what he said is that if you're a, if you're a person that, that's, that, that's holding Knicks in high regard, is this a person you want to see? Or low regard. If you, it, it doesn't matter how you hold the Knicks, high regard or low regard. This is the most common sense hire that you could possibly ever make. It is not box office, okay? So it's not the um, the Phil Jackson or even a Mark Jackson hire, all right? What it is is smart. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. Yeah, bring him in there, you know, have him get the kids right, and then when we get Giannis, and fire that nigga and bring in on Jason <laughs> Kidd. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Just give him a year with these boys. <laughs> Maybe two. Uh, uh, um, yesterday... I believe it, if it wasn't yesterday, it might have been a Sunday that there was a big game where you had the L.A. Lakers play the L.A. Clippers. Yeah. Uh, I believe everybody was at full strength. I'm not sure if there was any injuries or not. Uh, no, it was a full strength. It was, yeah. it was a full, full strength. strength. Lakers came up. Uh, the Clippers came up short, and Lakers, you know, won the game. Did, was this a telling game for you? I know this was a statement game. Everybody was looking at it. Man, I say this, man. The Lakers had two games this weekend that they had to win the save face because they had dropped one to uh to the Bucks and uh, earlier in the season and they looked real bad and uh so they went to so they handled their business against the Bucks in that game. They had Giannis looking salty and shit, like he was upset that he couldn't give more. So they got that win on Friday, then they came back on Sunday. And um, they had already dropped two to the Clippers, so it was kind of like they would do. You know what I'm saying? Everybody kind of did their thing. And uh, after the game, I think I think I mean I think Brian said in the chat that Kawhi didn't go hard as he as he he could have because you know we really give a fuck about the regular season much in the playoffs. So it was kind of a game where they let Paul George cook, uh, and Kawhi did his like did some numbers and shit, but. It, it it was I don't think it was like a statement like yeah the Lakers is is got but, the okay, series. But I'll 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 give you like you're mostly I mostly agree with what you're saying except for like that's that's if you're not the Lakers and if you're not LeBron it was statement like fuck from them who beat the two top teams that everybody said can beat them they beat they beat the Bucks and then they beat the Clippers. And at the right time period to where all the news cycle is going to say, oh, are the Lakers the best team out here? You know what I mean? And that type of confidence is what LeBron needs going into the playoffs with a team that he hasn't rocked with before. You know what I mean? Like he needs he needs them to believe this shit. He needs them to talk about Anthony Davis like they are right now. He needs them to hype the rest of these niggas like they are right now. You know what I mean? The JaVale McGee's and all the rest of them niggas, y'all. He needed, he needed that, and so they, he got those wins. And that's going to carry them into the playoffs, y'all. These wins were, were monster wins for if you're the Lakers or a Laker fan. Well, 
Word. Um, I was just actually, I just uh, was checking the scores from tonight, and I just saw that, uh, well, as Knicks fans, we just saw the Knicks lose, but I did see that Frank had a big, had a big game, a double, uh, double 20 points, uh, like that. Nah, uh, I mean, I watched the game, you know, so, I mean, listen, man, I, I don't really like talking about that shit with y'all. It, it is what it is, y'all. You know what I mean? We'll see. Talk about that big game that Frank Little Kina had. Yeah. So here's the this, this is the problem Frank with this. Kina. The problem with um the problem with the um the Knicks is, and I think it did this to the fan base. Like, I I think when players play for the Knicks, like everything is discounted. You know what I mean? Even their development, like their growth, like oh. There's play like like when Mike Conley does something is growing or when, when Damian Lillard is growing like nobody gives a fuck you know what I mean like nobody says anything they don't trash him if you're a Knicks player and you're growing in development you're R.J. Barrett or Kevin Knox or Frank Ntilikina or anything like that like it's trashed the entire time and then if you do something good it's still trashed and then you know what I mean if you have a bad game it's trashed there's nothing you can do. You know what I mean? So there's not it's not like you could actually have a conversation about basketball and, and growth in the city. You just actually just have to have the coaches there and you have to shut everybody else out. You can't talk about it. It's just not worth it. Agreed. Yeah. But now I mean shout to that, you know, that that big game he had, you know, niggas lost and shit. I All mean, right. that's cool. It's hard though. It, it just it gets difficult because, like I said, that, I think that's the hardest part about being a Knicks fan. That sometimes it's like it it is just part of being a city. Like there's these unreal expectations that even yeah. at your best, it's just not good enough. Like yeah. like I like when I watch the games, like it's it's not like they out there dragging ass. Like they really out there trying. If you watch from the beginning of the season till now, yeah. you've seen. It, but everyone thinks that it's supposed to be exponential. Like you're supposed to go from rookie to all rookie to all star. By yeah. leading the people by thirty, like everybody, like you, no, you I don't. No, 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 but, I don't. I'm saying that's the I way think that. Chris, Chris, let Anthony Porzingis. talk, dogs. Like Chris says, Porzingis, no, why? Because you on your side this time, and shit. No, because no, because we should be Atlanta Hawks. Nah, man, I say this, man. Ain't no one had no, those expectations about the fucking. You're about to bring Knicks. up Chris Porzingis, who was seven foot three and shot jump. Oh no, no, when I said the they only didn't let two, him play in the they I didn't let him play in the post for his first few years, and he and he got killed for that. And they said he couldn't. And they said, well, he could. He couldn't stay healthy and blah blah blah. He got killed for that. Christoph Porzingis got killed until he he said he was ready to go. Okay, and like I was saying, like Anthony somebody you expect to go from rookie this that whatever to all star. The only motherfuckers in like recent history where the Knicks drafted where we think that maybe these motherfuckers could be fucking special out the fucking gate or in the fucking next year or two was fucking Chris S. Porzingis and R.J. Barrett. And R.J. Barrett, he's been balling for better or worse and shit in this team. He's been doing his thing and shit. Sometimes the numbers look great. Sometimes they look so-so, whatever. He going to be all rookie first, second team or some shit like that. And hopefully next year take another leap forward with like some better coaching and like a better game plan as well. Let him or whatever the fuck shine. That ain't the problem with the fucking Knicks. We expect these niggas to be exponentially great. This the problem with the Knicks is the motherfucking had no damn consistent coach. They handle consistent members. Who's the long, I mean, you saying who's the longest tenured player in the fucking Knicks right now was like fucking, is it like Frank Nilakina and fucking um, the, the Dotson, Dotson nigga? 
Yeah. It's like so. It's like yeah, these niggas just need to keep the players here. Like I've been saying, get Frank the fuck out of here for the longest. But if the next coach can come in here and maximize what this nigga do, he could give you like twenty and fucking ten games, at least one out of four games, and give us like that good defense that he be playing, other shit like that. Then yo, bet keep all these niggas. So I mean, I don't want going the whole thing about what we expect the Knicks and why folks don't respect the Knicks. What the Knicks need to do is get that fucking Kenny Atkinson nigga or whoever the fuck can put these young niggas to work. Get a straight either that or fucking Thibodeau, someone that can run these niggas to the point where they playing some ball that's like work that that fucking actually wins and shit the close games and shit and do that whatever. If the other motherfuckers don't respect that shit. So niggas is like real playoff contenders, then so be it, man. It is what it is, man. But I ain't going to be sulking about the Knicks not getting their fucking respect. Because goddamn it, niggas ain't one shit. And the last time the Knicks felt like something to me was when they had Melo and Rasheed Wallace and Jason Kidd and fucking all them niggas dead. J.R. Smith was fucking... Doing all his right, thing, Joe, niggas did the shit, whatever. Nigga, you always going on rant. You was going to let say, yo, let Anthony finish his rant because it was going to be you good didn't for the fin- Knicks. Let him finish talking. You yeah, took over and he ran it. Yeah, nigga, for like, <laughs> I talked for like a minute and like 10 seconds, nigga, I timed it. That is <laughs> not a minute. Okay, Joe. I timed it. <laughs> Never mind, let's move on, yo, or let Joe finish or whatever he wants to do. Because now he think I'm cutting him off. Joe, is, Joe, it's not a rant. I'm I'm not I'm not saying you as a Nick fan or me as a Nick fan or Brian as a Nick fan. I'm just saying the general overall feeling of your average Knicks fan is that their expectations are too unrealistic for the talent that you have because you they want to see dramatic improvement. You got a team full of young guys like, you know, we can do this and XYZ, like he can be this and he can be that. He's gotta let him grow. Like from what I saw in the beginning of the season to what I see from now from RJ, I'm a lot more impressed. The shot's looking better. He's becoming more consistent. He's playing a lot smarter. They need to give more minutes and more time on the floor, and that's it. I'm not certain what they're going to do with Knox. I'm not certain what they're going to do with Frank. They need to give, basically, Robinson all the minutes possible if they can at this Hell point yeah. in the season. you got to let these guys just be. And the whole thing, like, but like you said, you said let, let these guys come, you know, so we'll, we'll sign Giannis. Like, we keep looking like for pie in the sky kind of right. things like this guy's going to come with that. Like, let's see what you we got to develop here. Knicks. Like with and Knox, what, you can see what the game plan is. It's been all defense. Like, don't focus on yeah. offense at all. Just play straight defense. With Frank, it's the complete opposite. It's like, yo, straight. Yo, we need you to be putting up shots. Frank, the, the game before this, this last game, he shot 10 shots in 17 minutes. That's not a Frank game. You know what I mean? But it's just like, yo, you could tell that he's coming out here and he's and, and they want him to gun. You know what I mean? He made his first three threes this game. That's why the game looks like this. And, and that's why I think Atkinson would probably be the perfect hire because he knows how to maximize their talent and put them in the right position in a place to succeed. Like I said, you might call it a lost season. You might say that record-wise, sure. But there has been improvement. They have gotten better. Yeah. Even if the record doesn't necessarily dictate that, like – there's like I heard some shit when they're talking about like maybe you should trade Mitchell Robson. I was like, you're hot. That Still sounds stupid. I, I, yeah, I, this I is part of the joy of watching the Knicks is watching them get better right now, though. You know right. what I mean? Like that's the basketball part of it. The record doesn't dictate yeah. how they've improved, and they'll be better next year. They'll have a better coach. They'll be a year older. They'll have more time to develop. They'll 
that they'll probably get the young guys a lot. If it's going to be Atkinson, you're going to expect to see Barrett and Robinson and Nilakina probably play 30, 35 minutes a night. You can well, guarantee that. I think he's going to work in a minute, but I think with a guy like Atkinson, not because you want somebody who is going to rebuild his confidence. Like, we know yeah. who you are, you know what you are. We need to take the time and the steps to build you back to what we know you can be. We know you can score. We know you have the size. We just got to get your confidence back up. And like I said, between him switching between two coaches this year, going in and out of the lineup all year, then hearing yeah. from everybody, from the fans, from the media, from like he's not playing well, so on and so forth. Like, because you're not giving a him a chance to do so. Let him do whatever he's going to do. Like, if you're going to fuck up, fuck up big. I don't care. But just learn on the job and just get better at it. And now you're going to have a coach, hopefully, that can say, like, all right, we get it. We understand what you're going through. I've watched the film. I've watched you play. I've seen everything since Kentucky. We got to work on one, two, and three. Nothing else. Let's let, let's make sure you improve up here. And all the other shit's going to fall into place. Yeah, that's kind of how we want the season where the shit to go, too. But, you know, motherfuckers get coaches in there and they're trying to coach for their jobs. So you got a nigga... So it's like motherfuckers felt just fine letting Marcus Morris like run the shit. So niggas can try to get as many wins out of the team as they wanted. So I hope the next coach maybe has a little bit of cushion to be trash for a year or two by letting like the young boys, you know, develop and get their little bumps and bruises and shit. You know what I mean? That'd be dope. There's 17 games left. How many more do you think the Knicks can win out of 17? Can they win nine so I can get my fifty dollars from Anthony? <laughs> Or <laughs> nah, we probably paying. Don't y'all want to lose so they get better positioning to get uh what's his name? Nah, Noah? nigga, we want our fifty dollars. Fuck, Alex talking about. Yeah, I want to go nine and eight, nigga, so I can get this fifty for Anthony. But nah, we plan, we 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 gonna be paying that. Because yeah. we was up sixteen this game, guys. Yeah. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying Bill went off for like forty, right? Yeah, he went off, and he and he was contained first first half. Easy. They slowed his ass down, and all of a sudden, like, oh yeah, Bradley Bill started cooking again. Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, I feel good about it, man. I would just love to see Knox and like R.J. Barrett and whoever we come in with the draft, and then, of course like Mitchell Robinson and if Frank can, you know, have his whole niche and just be as great as he, you know, has the potential to be. That shit would be dope, you know. Anything that comes in after that is just gravy. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, let these niggas be trash a little bit longer. I will not be betting on them niggas to win a certain amount of games for a minute, but, you know, I'm proud of Knicks. And y'all say R.J. Barrett been getting better. I've been seeing it. But even the first couple games I saw, I was like, oh, this kid got it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, I'm happy. Overall, I'm happy. Yeah, man, and, and even that new president, Leon, said, we got to be patient. And I hope the fans listen to him because yeah. if they're putting him in a position, like uh, like. He's getting it off the rip. Like, you have to. You, you have to. You have to buy us time. You like could say that. You could sure. say, and I'm not cut you in. And, I, and I'm speaking as typical Nick fan that doesn't watch games. That's just tired of the bullshit. They're not gonna be patient because you've been saying that. Not you per se, but you know what I'm saying. It's be patient. We're doing this. We're doing that. We're doing this. We're doing that. So nobody's going to want to be patient. And then to your other point, when you say, hey, this guy can't come in, you got to let him develop and do things like that. It's hard for you to say that to fans when they're looking at you 
passing on Donovan Mitchell and then Donovan Mitchell becoming what Donovan Mitchell became. And I'll say this. Let me cut you off for just a second, Alex. I'll get right back to you. You saying that the typical Knicks ain't going to say this, that, whatever. That's the same shit that fucking Anthony was saying earlier in the season and shit that you can't expect the Knicks to change. And now he's talking a whole different tune and shit. He believe in this, that, whatever. So Knicks fans is going to flip-flop how we feel the energy. You know what I'm saying? Some niggas gonna stay more consistent like Brian. The rest of us we gonna flip flop and shit. And you know what I'm saying? It's all just show and prove. It's whatever we feel optimistic that day or we don't. You know what I'm saying? I got friends that were as we all know that work for the Knicks and they feel the same exact way. Like I'm so tired and they work there daily and they see what's going on and they feel the same way. Like stop talking about change and all that. Like that shit is a tired rhetoric and they've been there for one been there for five years one they've been been there for 12 years and they like it's the same old rhetoric yeah because like, most teams you don't talk like like but there's 16 beat writers in new york and then plus the yeah, outside yeah, yeah, media yeah. yo most teams you yeah. don't hear like the rest of the teams say the same shit and do the same shit and it doesn't matter you're only bothered by it because it's the knicks and because they it's reported like this well, no, I think I'm bothered because I'm a Knicks fan, so I pay attention. You know what no, I'm saying? No, but, okay, but not you, Alex. When okay. I say you, it's the proverbial okay. you. You are only bothered by it, meaning you as Knicks fans, or us as Knicks fans, only get bothered by the noise of, okay, we're going to take a time, this, that, because it's the Knicks, because it's reported in so many different, by so many different voices in so many different ways. Do remember, the Knicks had not had rookies in a super long time, yo. Right. It's just we don't get them, yo. So now that we have them, we actually have to watch, because we don't just have a rookie. I mean, we have all, we have a whole bunch of young players, you know what I mean? We have to actually watch these guys go through the lumps and and go through their development. We haven't really actually seen that until like the since like the eighties, like eighty seven. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, and I and I and I get what you're saying because I can, you know, I pay more attention from the from a uh, all around league standpoint to football. And it's, the, it's similar to cowboy fans. Like you hear it because they're a national team and the media is all paying attention to them. So they're always waiting to be, oh, we're here to win the chip or we're going to get this player or we're going to get that player and so on and so forth. And it's all over. But so I understand your perspective when you say when you saying that uh, about about the Knicks, about the Knicks. Um, I don't know. I don't have anything else. Let me see. Oh, let's go over some birthdays real quick. I know Joe talked about everybody's birthday earlier, but I'll just go over a few more. Jasmine Guy turned 57. Timberland, super producer Timberland, turned 48. Boris Kojo turned 47. Wanda Sykes turned 56. Trash. Uh, oh, Webster, little Webster, Emmanuel Lewis turned 49. Lester Holt turned 61. And uh, singer Jeffrey Osborne turned 72. Oh, you know what? I didn't mean to get up sports. Yo, did you guys, did you guys see? And I'm not a sneakerhead. I know you guys pay attention to sneakers more than me. Are you guys? Did you guys get to see um, Zion sneakers? Hell no. I just, if you can, just look in the, look in the, look in our group chat real quick. I just sent a few shots. I don't know uh, from the sneakerheads that I that that was that I was in a group chat. With, they said the right. fuck is these, yo? They won't be caught on the Bayou Boys, B. Yeah, that shit look. That shit look like Master P and fucking Romeo made them bitches, yo. <laughs> oh, you saying they the Magnatis? 
Yo, man. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not the fly. I'll be more with the fucking, like, the monotone, like, basic, like, kicks and shit. Okay. But, yeah, um, I'm not sleeping. I'm not, I'm not the, I'm not sleeping. but, I mean, Brian, we having, like, some fly shit. What, what yeah, but I didn't even look yet. Hold on. I was texting somebody. You <laughs> Y'all niggas stay catching me off guard and then we'll be looking shit. Hold on. Let me do it, though. Them shits look really, the last shits look really nasty to me, yo. The brown oh, no, that's not me, but um, hold on, those first shits I ate though. But only the last shit. I mean, I was it, it got nah, worse. I don't see every colorway is not gonna look right though. You know. know what I'm saying? Like the the black and white, I I could see somebody wearing them. The, the last shits is what throwing them off from both yeah. people. I feel like you could probably like because. It looks it looks weird right now because it looks like real muddy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it, in the picture, it looks like it might be iridescent and up close. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so that gold iridescent that might float. You know what I mean? Some gold kicks. Yeah. I don't, buy, I don't know, man. Looks, but, uh, but like on 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 the picture, I'm not buying it though. Um, I yeah. would buy the I'd buy the first ones though. Look, they look high. I mean, the first shit look icy. This shit look like glow it is. Yeah, I and like that. And, 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 and the black and white, I mean, that the shit. The gummy soul joint? Yeah, I don't like gummy souls, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first one look all right. Is that That's the same shit, the second it's picture? Right? The rainbow yeah. shit? Wait, what was Alex saying? I couldn't hear. No, no, no. I said the first joint is a gummy soul. That's the one I'm talking about, right? That's the one that kind of looks decent to me. Am I saying that right? I don't, I'm not sneakerhead. That's what I'm saying. Nah, gummy stuff. The, the gummy souls be the brown shits. Oh, the brown uh, bottoms. I don't really like that shit. Bayou boys, who the fuck wrote that shit? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't you know, know, man. But that shit might be high though. In Miami, Zion, Zion. If niggas is gonna wear, they gonna wear. Yeah, I might cop a pair, man. For the if love the, of. Yeah, or if it's the right price. Damn, niggas are going to cop those and not the manyatis, yo. Come on. Yo, B, so before we get out of here, man, you had a you had a birthday weekend. Your birthday was Friday. You yeah, fell on yeah. A, you had a weekend to get lit. Talk about yeah, it. Yeah. Who was you with? Just say a name out loud. Nah, you know what? I'm going to be <laughs> real with you. You know what I'm saying? I, um, On my birthday... I left work a few hours early and had had like an early dinner. Then I came back like I was drunk and shit. I came back and you know I chilled. I just laid uh, around, went to sleep and watched watch TV and went to sleep. Next day I went to the museum. Virgil had a um an exhibit out here. You know what I mean? The off white. You know what I mean, nigga? You know what I'm saying? A Virgil. And yo, the the gear was like 75 percent off too, so it was alright. I bought like three shirts. Um, but yeah, but. But yeah, no, Virgil had his had his shit out here, so I went to go check that exhibit out, and then, you know what I mean? I then our, I went with our cousins to um a cigar bar that night, and chill, you know what I mean? Got drunk again, you know, like down down the city, and then I went um, I mean on Sunday I, like, I just got drunk and laid around like sleep, and rest. That's that good old nigga shit. Y'all yeah. Yeah. Shit, all you didn't want to say her name. Nah, I'm good. Ain't nothing like that, man. No. Yeah, Frank killing y'all. You heard Frank had that good ass gang. I ain't gonna lie. Um, as as always, you can get at us on uh Better Than You Pod on IG. 
We want all the praise. We want all the smoke. Till next week, Lionel Richie out. Peace. Fuck Lionel Richie, 100. Yeah, well, fuck Danny Glover, too. So. Oh, yeah, fuck Danny Glover, too. Oh, Danny Because you hate on Danny Glover. That's a god, man. I hope no, both of niggas' throats is fucking dry as shit, yo. Hell, yeah. Oh, yeah, keep it, man, keep your throat moist out there, man. Watch out for the Rona. 100.